but I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. Oh, it's good to be back. I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. Yeah, maybe after 9-11 where everybody gets so sensitive. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. I don't know. You don't know? You mean all the fuckers know? I What's up? I'm Caleb. Welcome to your list sucks. I have taken over. I am the captain now. Uh, and we are doing musicals. Hey, you're not tuning in the wrong one. We did this topic once, but we didn't do this topic like this. Uh, today, we are doing the best musical stage or screen represented by one song. And why am I not on the panel? Because my opinions are right. So I'm here. Uh, so. Cody, tell me he's wrong. Hurry. Uh, but what I will... How I'm, you're the, this is my show now. You get to yes, yes, power. Uh, but this is this is gonna be a fun one. Uh, I assembled the group under the pretense that I thought we were actually doing a musical episode uh, where there was going to be singing all the time. I was told that is not happening. So uh, instead, we're just gonna talk about the shows. Um, so I let them pick either stage or screen version of a show if there's multiple. Otherwise, they can pick either. So. Uh, we'll go around, we'll introduce the panels, and if you want to make a blanket statement that they're all one or the other, go for it. Otherwise, tell me each time when they come up. But uh, tonight, we said they were the Mrs. Lovett role. It's Adelaide Spence. How are you doing, Spence? I'm going to lose again. Maybe. Quite maybe. Uh, we're going to go down to the hack in the glasses, Andrew Barr. How are you doing? Everything's up to date on YLS now. Coho's going to yell at Spence a lot. <laughs> That's how I'm doing. Love it. Love it. Uh, down there is, uh, is is my other appendage if you watch any team's matches. Cameron Holson, how are you doing? Uh, for, uh, well, I was doing good, and then uh, you call me your appendage, and now I am doing violently uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm at is, that arm. Is, that in a, is that in the medical dictionary? Like, I don't know. I don't really All know. Right, so this has been fun. Uh, Three-person show this week. Bye, guys. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we'll go over to the the guy that the show usually belongs to, the man who usually sits in my spot, Cody Newberry. Uh, you wanted to be on. You got on. How are you doing? You think you're going to win tonight? Uh, do I think I'm going to win? Yes. Uh, uh, we'll see, though. Um, we do have we do have similar taste on some musicals. We disagree on others. But if I saw it live, most likely it will be the live version. If I have only seen the movie version, it will probably be the movie version. But I'd probably pick the most cookie cutter list. I think it's just the correct list. So we'll see how it goes. I'm we'll excited. See, we'll see how it goes. So uh, the way the show works, if you're just tuning in for the first time, they're going to go through their 10 through 8s, one by one by one. Only they get to talk about it, treat it like honorable mentions. Then 7 through 4, it's going to be one by one by one by one all the way up. Everyone gets to talk about those free form. And then we go threes, twos, ones to the end of the show. So we'll start with Adelaide Spence. Give me your 10 through 8. Hi. Uh, my number 10 is the one I know everyone loves, not a controversial, controversial opinion whatsoever. Uh, it's uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, specifically the movie because it's picture. And yeah, I'm doing Sweet Transvestite because I love that shit. Um, I think objectively, this is probably the most iffy. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're going to run through all three of yours and then come back. Right, sorry. Uh, my number How nine. Show work? My number nine is a number. Uh, it's six. Uh, all you want to do. Uh, my number eight uh, is not a number. It's Little Shop of Horrors, represented by Feed Me. Yeah. All right, go ahead. 
Yeah. Uh, number ten, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, objectively, um, not the best movie, but not the best movie. But as I think is pretty obvious to people who know me pretty well, it's very important, and I think it's just created a wonderful culture that I love to live in. Not necessarily day to day, but just at times where I feel sort of alone and want to feel like welcome by a group of freaks. Uh, this is a great place to go and just have fun and to live it. All the music is fantastic. Uh, Tim Curry giving one of his best performances. Coho, if you knock me for praising Tim Curry, you are a fascist. And there... Whoa! <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. I'll just, I'll, I'll just stop there. I'll, I'll end on a high note. All right, tell me your nine. Uh, my, well, no, it's six. Uh, you... Talk about it. How's the show work? <laughs> Uh, I'm plus we're going first. Yeah, six. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's about Henry VIII's wives. <laughs> Eight, not six or nine. Uh, it's about all of them sing like sort of on just playing like a pop concert as opposed to a typical Broadway music culture. And fucking shit, I'm throwing this. Um, <laughs> it's it's just it's a really light, enjoyable, fun time. I think I think it's a nice. It's a nice new way to interpret Broadway musical theater. I feel like it's, as well as a few other pictures later on my list, it's evolving what we can sort of perceive theater as. And on top of that, a lot of, a lot of performers are giving their all. I've seen a few versions of, you start with the soundtrack and seeing how different performances line up. And the performers can take just different directions and angles with every song they take and interpret the characters in a new way in every night. And I think it's just like a beautiful, wonderful way to perform theater as well as just evolving the idea of what would be shown in a theater compared to typical Broadway culture. Uh, yeah, Little Shop of Horrors. It's a classic. I probably have the least to say about this because it's the one that everyone knows. Uh, I've seen the movie. I'm picking the movie for this one because it's the one I'm most familiar with. And my friend was in a... I will explain, Bar. Uh, I've seen only one non-movie version, and it's a Friends production, and it was really shit. Uh, it was just really bad and poorly performed. I don't, I don't want to put a lot of weight in something I'm not as familiar with. But the movie is fantastic. Uh, all, uh, the director's cut ending, always. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. Audrey 2 is fantastic. Cool. Rocky Horror sucks. Oh, sorry. I am not a Rocky Horror Picture Show fan. Uh, Sweet Transvestite's a fine number. It's fun. Tim Curry's really good in it, but I'll be honest, I fucking hate Susan Sarandon in this shit. Fucking hate Susan Sarandon in this movie. She is so, so unbearably annoying. Barry Boswick's whatever, but like at the end of the day, putting this on the top 10, at 10, slight pass. Sweet Transvestite's a fine pick. Um, number nine, six, all you want to do. So I uh, watched the performance of this one. I actually really dug the song. I think it's a really good song. Um, I'm interested in it. Uh, the clips and bits that I saw, four, six. It's a cool one-act idea. Uh, I don't know if it's a great show, but it's it's cool. Not top 10 material, uh, especially because it hasn't even premiered on Broadway yet. Fun fact. This is based entirely off of touring productions in West End, so who knows? But I definitely not a top 10 show yet. Uh, Little Shop, though, great choice. If you had picked the Broadway version or the off-Broadway version, because the movie has my least favorite Orrin Scrivello of all time in Steve Martin. Uh, I think he's perfectly cast if it's not a musical. I don't think Steve Martin can sing. Um, but you also picked the absolute wrong song. Feed Me is fine, but there are at least three other songs from Little Shop of Horrors that you should have picked, including Dentist, including Skid Row, and maybe even the titular 
Little Shop of Horrors, which is a great opening song. Uh, but at the end of the day, this is not the song that I would have picked. It's good. I think uh, Audrey 2 in this movie is fantastic. Uh, the movie itself is fine. The theatrical cut is awful, terrible, travesty, butchering of the show. Uh, but that's a fine pick. The other two, bleh. All right, so we move over to Andrew James Barr, 10 through 8. Hit me. Um, my number 10 is my personal choice. Uh, it's Camelot. Yeah. Spence actually called it. I know. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I literally messaged Coho going, how does Spence know my 10? Uh, and I picked the, the final Ultimo. Uh, my number nine, get ready for Cody to think I'm shoving a gumdrop into a cavity. It's the Music Man. Uh, with 76 no. trombones. <laughs> and my number eight is the Pulitzer Prize winning musical Next to Normal. And I picked I Am the One. Okay. All right. Tell me about them. All right. So, Camelot, this is a personal favorite of mine. Um, like the first time I ever saw it, I immediately fell in love with it. It's the story of King Arthur. Um, everyone knows this story. Um, or at least a variation of it. Uh, the way that Act One ends, the Act One ends with a soliloquy instead of a song, and it's one of the greatest soliloquies I've ever heard. Um, and I chose the final Ultimo, where basically earlier in the show he sings the title song, and then at the end, when everything's just gone terribly wrong, um, he sings the same song, but it's got a less, it's got a less hard uh a less um hopeful tone to it but there's still that hopefulness underneath it which i think makes this song a lot more powerful uh and yeah i think it's fantastic um number nine uh the music man look i get that a lot of people think that it's cheesy that it's sugary i think that's what makes it work in this uh, musical's favor i pick 76 trombones is the big song and dance number of the musical because it's the one that fits the tone the best uh, with that Aaron Copeland kind of uh, orchestration. Um, and uh, I, I really like the show a lot. I think this is just a, a really fun show. Um, and my number eight is next to normal. I saw this uh, in the touring uh, company when Alice Ripley actually blew her vocal cords out. Uh, during a performance and could not sing that well in act two. Um, but I think that, I think that this musical is really good. It's the only show to ever win the Pulitzer for best drama without even being nominated, uh, which is amazing. Um, and I think I am the one is the song that really encapsulates the spirit of the musical. Um, I, if you don't see the show, at least listen to the soundtrack. The soundtrack, uh, the cast recording is absolutely amazing. Uh, this musical is phenomenal. All right. You're old. Camelot sucks. All right. Uh, uh, you picked Finale Ultimo, and I listened to it, and I was like, oh, if this is the whole show, I'm not interested. You Word of warning. Maybe pick the one that is the first version of this, because I didn't get anything you told me out of just listening to the Ultimo. Uh, so it was fine. It's just old, man. It's such an old show. I, I, it's it's my personal pick. I'll give it to you at ten because you're a hack. All right, music man, dude. I have seen this done so many times by so many high schools, and I'm over it. 
if we could ban three musicals from ever existing and being done by high schools ever, The Music Man is one of them, Grease is another one, and the last one, who cares, do a fucking rumble between Mary Poppins and whatever the fuck your town does. Because ours was Into the Woods. Everyone did Into the Woods eight times a year, and I was tired of it. Uh, but look, end of the day, Music Man's one I never need to see. 76, you can only see 76 trombones so many times. You can only see 76 trombones so many times, okay? It's fine. This you don't want to hear fun. Hugh Jackman doing it? No, I don't. I want him to go be Wolverine again. All right. Next to normal is great. Uh, I had not heard of it until today. Uh, I listened to I Am The One and then immediately listened to the entire soundtrack uh, because it is phenomenal. It's a great pick. Uh, it wouldn't make my 10 just because it's so new to me, but it's a great, great choice. Uh, it did not win. It lost to Billy Elliot. That was a weird factoid that I yeah, liked. that's that was wrong. It didn't win the Tony for best musical, but it's 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 a great show. Uh, all right, so fine start. Uh, we'll go to Mr. Holtzman. Your uh, journey. Absolutely. Uh, my number ten will make Coho happy because it's written by Lin Manuel Miranda. My ten is In the Heights. I chose When You Are Home. Uh, my nine is my very obscure pick that no one knows unless I tell them about it. It's Nevermore, The Imaginary Life and Mysterious Death of Edgar Allan Poe. I chose the song Edgar Met Elmira. I know it's a long ass. It's like Birdman. Um, and my number eight is Heather's, and I picked the song Beautiful. All right. Explain. I, can't, I can't tell if they're angry because they don't have it or if they're angry because I do. Explain. Uh, so, yeah, ten, number 10 in the Heights. Uh, this is one I love. Uh, I got to go to like a theater workshop where I studied it, and I just think this entire show is great. Uh, I chose one of your home. Uh, it's basically one character, Benny, played by Christopher Jackson, who's essentially talking to another character who's just returned back to uh, the neighborhood that they live in and saying like all the things that she sort of missed while she's been away and why he thinks she should stay. And it's sort of the song that like builds their relationship. Uh, and it's just like really fun. It's really cool. It's just great vocals because Christopher Jackson can riff for hours and I would listen to it. Uh, yeah. Number nine, Nevermore. Uh, this is a really obscure musical. It premiered in my city and that's why I know of it. Uh, it's about Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, the music has like this really strange gothic kind of style. It's, it's really good. I really enjoy it. Um, uh, one of my university professors was in the cast, and that's how I found out about it. Uh, I just think it's really cool, really interesting. Uh, it barely had a script, so the fact that there's a cast recording I think is really interesting because it was a lot of improvisation and devised stuff on stage every night. Uh, this song, I think, is just like really cute and really well done. The first half of it is very strange, and it's just dialogue, but it's still really interesting. Uh, and then number eight, Heather's. Uh, I love the movie. I like the musical even more. Uh, specifically, I am picking the original cast, not the London cast. They can go away uh, because the London cast does not have Jessica Keenan win or Barrett, uh, uh, Barrett Wilbur Weed. Um, this song is the opening number, and it's basically just, hey, this is the world of Heathers. This is high school. Everyone kind of sucks except for our lead character. Also, here are the Heathers. Uh, Again, uh, Veronica just gets to, like, go crazy with her vocals and just, like, belt forever, and I am here for it, and I love it. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so In the Heights, great choice. I love In the Heights. Um, it's If Hamilton is Lin-Manuel Miranda's, like, passion opus, greatest thing he's ever made, In the Heights is his passion project that a lot of his soul and autobiography is actually poured into uh, and you can feel it in every character and every detail. This is, uh, this is probably the most lived in world he's ever written. 
Um, when Your Home is a great song. Um, I personally picked the opening number. I, I think the opening number is such a great scene setter uh, and it's just a really fun song. But When Your when Your Home is a fantastic song, so not a bad choice. There's a toss-up between this, the opening, and the finale. Fair. Uh, Nevermore. Sir, I had to scour the bowels of the I know you did. The soundtrack, <laughs> and I found it, and I was underwhelmed. Um, this uh, song specifically was long and boring and not very good. Uh, this is like, hey, what if Tim Burton decided to direct a stage show about Edgar Allan Poe but didn't know how to make a musical? Uh, basically what this is, it's not great. I didn't love it, and this song is bad. So top ten of all time, have got, may God have mercy on your soul. Uh, Heather's uh, Beautiful, the wrong song. Uh, there's a lot of different songs you could pick, but Heather's is a fantastic show that it would make my list. Uh, I would personally pick probably Freeze Your Brain. Uh, Candy Store is great. Seventeen is the song of the show, uh, but that's the that's the basic bitch pick bar. Uh, but uh, Heather's. If, I, if I'm being honest, it was between this seventeen and my dead gay son. Uh. <laughs> that is that, and that is the most Holtzman show uh, song of the show. Uh, but Heather's is a great pick. Uh, fantastic choice. Uh, and now we go to Mr. Newberry, who can never be wrong. What is your ten through eight? All right. Well, I'll treat these like honorable mentions because some of these. People don't know how the show works. Uh, my uh, number 10 was a scratch, so I replaced it with West Side Story. Uh, God, not the okay, not the stage version ever. Um, okay. My nine is Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Music of the I, I would assume you're the only one. No, that's fine. I don't care. They can all gasp all they want. The gasp? I, they can gasp all they want, and Camelot and Music Man was brought up. I don't even want to hear it. Uh, I think I think Phantom. I like Phantom. I've always liked Phantom. Um, I I like the concert version, I think, a little bit better than the actual show that I've seen. Um, the 25th anniversary concert, I think, is incredible. Also, uh, Norman Lewis does a version of this song, and I think it's incredible. Um, it's a deeper tone to it than normal. Um, did, did you, did you but yeah, right? I... Huh? Do you skip your eight? How does this show work? No, good. Go. This is my nine. Bar, not think? your time. Not your time. <laughs> Continue. Um, yeah, so I think that would be it. And then, oh, I'm, I'm ready for this one. This is going to be the first one. This is from the show, the, the stage show, not the movie. Uh, this is Rent. Um, and this is the I'll Cover You reprise. Uh, I think the I cover I'll cover you reprise is one of the saddest songs that has ever been delivered on Broadway. Uh, regardless what you feel about the show, um, I like the movie version of this performance. It's probably the only thing from the movie performance that I like. Um, but yeah, I think this song is absolutely incredible. It tells exactly the tie-in with this and uh, uh, the title song, uh, the five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. I think it's just beautiful uh, between both these performers um so yes uh rent all right so your 10 got skipped so we'll talk about it later uh number nine fan of the opera music of the night so i've never been the biggest phantom fan uh it's not it's not a show that i think is bad it's just not a show that's connected to me but uh i listened to the norm lewis one that you asked me to listen to and it was amazing uh norm lewis's version of music of the night is fantastic but also i think that man could not do anything wrong if he tried to uh he's fantastic at everything he does uh so i'll give it a pass uh number eight rent rent is great i don't fucking care it's a great fucking show uh really? at least the stage show is the movie not as good still fine uh i'll cover you reprise is the best song in this show it's the best song in the show uh jesse l martin's performance in both the show and the movie is heartbreaking. Uh, that man can fucking belt. 
He can belt and you feel it in your soul. Uh, it almost feels like a guttural scream coming out in the most melodic sounds. Uh, Rent is great. You two are on trial for being pretentious fucks. Uh, and we're going to move on to Spence. Seven through four. Let's go. Oh, hold on. I'm going to get my Spence ready. So let's go. As soon as he announces something, I'm just going to fly just, off the screen. I wish I could. Love the it shit. looks like. Yeah, my number seven is Lame is a Rob. Yikes. <laughs> yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Get up. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yikes. Sorry. My, I mixed some shows. I'm never great. on this side. I'm never on uh, this side. My six is Chicago. The movie right. or the stage? The movie or stage? The movie. I hate right. you. <laughs> I am filled with rage. <laughs> what is your song selection? My pick is Cellblock Tango. I have destroyed the whole panel. Yes. This okay. was my 10. I took it off. I'm just letting you know. I, I just I want to say for reference, I've seen the stage show. The version I saw was not great. I didn't love no no no. It's not anything against the stage show, the production itself. I was not a fan of because of the performers in it. They were poorly cast. They didn't oh sing God. well. I didn't love it. The movie is one of those first musicals I saw when I was getting really was getting really into them. There's no arguing that's not like that. I as well as a pick later that we'll get to pretty soon. I think <laughs> the direction, not great. Rob Marshall butchered the fuck out of this, but I think the core of the musical is still there. I still love all the characters. Their songs are all... Fuck you, Kirk. <laughs> the songs are all amazing. The performances are all amazing. It is a just, it's a wonderful, wonderful time. I've shown it to like half a dozen friends, and they've all loved it. I think that just this community in general has a big stigma against the film, which I'm not going to argue there are very legitimate complaints. When it comes down to a musical experience of sitting down and seeing something you might have missed on Broadway, while this is a poor adaptation of the original source material, it's giving you a new experience. I would I still revisit time and time again. Okay. Uh, you picked the movie version, which is not good. Um, it's probably one of the worst Best Picture winners of all time. Uh, however, However, it's uh, it's a fine film. It is a fine movie. A bad adaptation, but as a version of Chicago, whatever. I think it has the best Velma Kelly of all time in Catherine Zeta-Jones. I stand by that. She is amazing. I kind of like Richard Gere as Billy Flynn. I don't think he's awful. I think he's pretty. I think he does a fine job. Uh, John C. Riley is great in this movie, but that man cannot be bad in anything except maybe Holmes and Watson. Um, and then you know Renee Zellweger kind of sucks and everything, so uh, she's a bad. She's kind of a bad, uh, pretty bad Roxy Hart. Uh, but Cellblock Tango is probably not the choice I would take from any version of Chicago, but I get it. Uh, I think it's not the one from this movie I would pick. We both reached for the guns. Going to have a personal soft spot with me forever uh, because I was in that one. <laughs> I, I, I did Chicago and I got to sing that one, so that's my favorite one. Um, but yeah, Subblock Tango, I get it. That and all, all that jazz of Subblock Tango are the two that everyone's like, that's Chicago. I personally will always love All I Care About and Mr. Cellophane and both Three for the Gun more. Uh, but I get it. For you, I get Chicago. For most people, Chicago makes the top 10. I don't like Chicago as much, but it's fine. The movie, yeah. Cody, thoughts on Chicago? 
Yeah, so this was my 10. I had it on there, and I had We Both Reach for the Gun, um, and I would have done the stage version. Um, I think the movie version gets a lot of hate, and that's fine. I understand. I still think they do a good job because I've seen bad versions of Chicago on stage, and I've seen great versions of Chicago on stage. I think Chicago movie hits middle um, between them because there are pros and cons to them. Uh, Rob Marshall just shouldn't direct like musicals. Um, this is the first start of like putting big name actors in the roles instead of like and sacrificing talent basically. And this is the start of it. Um, I, I like cell block tango because of Catherine Zeta Jones, but the rest of them are not great in that thing. I think they're all like pretty my like rent gets rent. People have a visceral reaction for rent, but rent at least used the Broadway cast from the show that they've started. So they at least had actual singers from the actual show. Uh, this one, there's just some weird ass parts in this, and especially like, yeah, even the theatrics that you get from a movie, like to set the scene even better, like with flashbacks and stuff like that, it, it fails on that. It was kind of weird, but we both reached for the gun would have been the correct choice from Chicago and Myers. It was my 11. But Lucy Lou's random cameo also always always throws me the fuck off. I hate it. Random cameo. That too. Uh, Bar, you had a very visceral reaction. Chicago, go. You had the choice. You said you've seen the stage version. You had the choice between the movie and the stage version, and you picked the movie. I'm sorry. Look, I I don't hate the movie version of Chicago as much as everyone else does. I think it's arguably Rob Marshall's best musical movie. Maybe he's number two. Um, but like the the fact that look, I had the stage version on my short list. You pick the movie though, which is not that good. All right, Alton. Um, I saved you for last for yeah. I know you saved me for last. Um, I have been vocal about this before, and I'll be vocal about it again. I hate this movie with every fiber of my being. This movie is, in fact, my least favorite movie ever. Um, I think. I think it fails fundamentally at doing what the stage version is supposed to do, which is be a satire. Um, Rob Marshall is my least favorite director of all time. I was nice enough to change my uh, to change my screen name. My go-to standard stream name stream name on Streamyard for the past several days has been Rob Marshall's severed head. Um, I hate the man. He cannot direct a film. Um, and the moment Spence brought it up, I started doing a lovely drawing. Uh, this is me stabbing Spence in the neck. Uh, <laughs> Also, then you pick Cell Block Tango, a song that is specifically just, like, it's not well-loved because it's a legitimately great song. It's more well-loved, ironically, and for versions that are done, like, with all male casts so that it's funny, We Both Reach for the Gun is the correct song choice. I'm... Move on. <laughs> and Rob Marshall can't direct. Wait, wait before we get to before we get to my five, can I ask Holtzman to tell his personal story about why he hates Chicago? Because I think it's really funny. Nope, we're going to your five. Damn it. Get, All your, right. get your crosses out, folks. All right, what's your five? Uh, my five. Uh, it's a great movie. I'm not sure if any of you have, uh, at least you guys on the panel know. I don't think anyone in the live chat knows it's a musical. Uh, I need you to explain to me. Uh, if it's the film or stage, sorry, why it's the stage and not the film? Yeah, uh, it's not the film, but only the stage counts as moves on a musical. Uh, it's Sing Street, and I'm picking the movie that should have won the Oscar, Drive It Like You Stole It. Yeah, see, Cody, Cody didn't know either. You know, it's it's great fucking movie adapted to a great fucking show. 
Um, they actually, I, I didn't get their names down, but the people who they got to, to do the music for the stage version are really great. Their vocals are wonderful. I listened to it again before this recording. It's all fantastic. It's the same thing you love from the movie being adapted to the stage. And like, why not get to relive it in like a live app, live, live setting? This show sucks dick. Oh, sorry, but the Sixth Street Musical is terrible. Uh, Holt's been brought to my attention that it was even turned into a Broadway show last season and showed me the soundtrack. The new songs, terrible. And the way that they treat the old songs, worse. Every song that they sing takes what's supposed to feel like an 80s song and goes, what if we did an 80s pop song but in Broadway form? And those two styles do not mix at all. And Drive It Like You Stole It is the least offensive one, but it's still pretty bad. Actually, I take that back. The least offensive one is Go Now, which is actually maybe improved upon by the show by having everyone get to sort of take part in Go Now. I'll give you that. It has a good finale with Go Now. Everything else is bad. The kid that they cast to replace Connor Lawler is bad. The person that they got to replace Lucy Boynton is bad. Literally, this entire show is bad, and you picked it just because you thought you could talk about the movie again, and you can't, because the movie's not a musical, and the musical's from Broadway, ass. Holtzman, you are familiar with Sing Street, the musical week. Yeah, uh, so if I'm not mistaken, I saw that the soundtrack had been released, downloaded it, proceeded to not listen to it, and then come home that day and go, hey, Coho, guess what? The soundtrack for the Sing Street musical is out. And we listened to it together on call and spent the entire thing going, uh, okay. I guess that's a choice. Um, yeah, it's just, it's fundamentally worse than the movie. Uh, it just, like, sort of, the only good song they do is not in the movie, but it's also not an original. And so when they do a cover of Just Can't Get Enough, uh, which is, like, the opening number, and it's just, hey, we're hanging out in a bedroom singing a song. It's so, it's just so aggressively mediocre, and you can't put this on the shoulders of the film because the film is not a musical. May God have mercy on your soul. Good day. Bar, are you aware that they tried to convert Sing Street to a stage show? I am. Uh, however, I heard about it last year. Um, I heard that they were developing it last year. It was released last year. This sounds like it was super rushed out. So I had no interest. Yep. And you'd be right. You'd be correct. <laughs> Cody, you hate the movie, and would you have any interest in a side show version? One, I was about to like burn this whole fucking show down if he would have had the movie, because that's not a musical. And then to find out they made a movie about it, and the person that loves the movie so much hates it. I'm a pass. This is not top ten at all. If no, Carl and Cam said no thank you, you picked the wrong choice. Alright, Spence, you're just having a great time. What's your four? Historically, my 10 to 8, my 3 to 1 are all right. My 7 to 4 is why I shit myself. Gonna continue. Uh, my, my number 4 is uh, Sweeney Todd. Stage but the movie. But the movie. Get out. Does anyone else have Sweeney Todd? Yes, I have Sweeney Todd. I have the stage version. Is that your? Where is it? 4. Okay, let's talk about it. Spence, okay. what's your song? I'm picking a little priest, and I want to explain myself here. Okay. I want to explain myself. I want to okay. explain myself. Bart and I are getting violently angry. First I'm, of all, 
when I when I submitted the list, I was under the assumption I could do 50-50 because I love the stage version and the movie version. Of course, I could only pick one, but I couldn't change the song. I love the movie more, but I couldn't change the song, so I had to stick with this. I understand where it's a failure of an adaptation, but that being said, same with Chicago. The failure of it being an adaptation does not detract from the enjoyment of it as a singular piece of film. Last year, I saw the uh, I saw a rip of the original Angela Lansbury version, the Patti LuPone version, and the movie version all back to back to back, and it deepened my love for all three of them. The movie's one of my top 10 favorites of all time, and I loved both of the Broadway performances I've seen. I'm going to kill Andrew Barr. Um, you're going to kill me? I'm going to kill you first. You think kidding. you're the one who gets to kill Andrew oh, Barr? No, I'm going to give him a heart attack <laughs> is the different issue. Let's finish. It's, it's, just, it's, it's, it's this wonderful, dark satire of just like the, of the idea of the, of the <coughs> of eating the rich and the rich eating you back. And just like this, this constant back and forth momentum, this idea of just constant desire for power. And I think it's a wonderful wonderful show and that being said i think and the movie is again one of the first that got me into musicals i saw it when i was like fucking 13 and my love for it has stayed ever since i i honestly feel again this is one where i understand people's not liking it but i can't understand people just absolutely throwing it away because of it because it's an adaptation i think if you sit down and take it in as just what it is it's not perfect but it's fucking awesome and i, and I love it i love it to pieces Andrew James Barr, you have this as your four. What is your song choice if it's not a little priest? I picked Pretty Women. Um, first of all, I don't hate the movie because it's an adaptation. That's not my problem with the movie. I get that it's your first movie musical, and I get why there's a deep attachment to it. I understand that. I respect that. The movie's not good. The movie's not good because it doesn't treat it like a satire. It treats it deadly serious the stage version treats it like a satire which makes it work um i think that the first of all stephen sondheim there's a big joke in the theater world that stephen sondheim is a god and that i make that joke all the time because it's correct um the way that they incorporate that that steam whistle in the opening and like throughout the entire show is amazing. Um, the way that these characters are written and the way that the stories weave in and out with each other, it's masterful. Uh, and these songs are amazing. Pretty Women uh, is this great dynamic piece between Sweeney and Judge Turpin, the man that Sweeney has been trying to kill for the entire show. And instead of just quickly slicing his neck open, he's savoring the moment. He's enjoying it, which makes the song even more tense because you're just waiting for the moment for him to kill him. And I think that um, it, I think this movie, this musical is amazing. The movie can just go off and be its own thing. Okay, so uh, Sweet Todd, Dean Barbara, Philly Street show, amazing. Uh, having seen many, many, many versions of this uh, show done, it is excellent every time. Uh, I really love uh, the ballad of uh, the ballad of Sweeney Todd himself, the first song. It's really fun, uh, and I love the way it keeps coming back throughout the show. Angela Lansbury is amazing uh, mm -hmm. and cannot do any wrong. She is my queen. Uh, however, uh, the movie's awful. The movie is awful for the simple reason that Barr said. Tim Burton is treating it exactly like it's a serious story. 
he, Tim Burton watched the show and got the wrong idea from watching the show and said, I want to make that. And that's not Sweeney Todd. Uh, and that's why that movie fundamentally does not work. Uh, also, it would help if they had cast real good singers in it instead of his friends who can't hold a pitch. Helena Bonham Carter and Johnny Depp can't sing to save their lives. Um, you put a gun to Johnny Depp's head, he couldn't sing the right note. Uh, and also Alan Rickman I love, but he also can't really sing. Uh, he doesn't really have to uh, because he can, when, it's really hard to tell if you're singing wrong when you're a bass. It's very hard to tell when a bass is singing wrong. Uh, but when you're a tenor, like Sunni Todd, or a baritone, it's noticeable. Uh, if you're an alto soprano, it is noticeable. And both of Helena Baumgart and Johnny Depp are Russell Crowe and Les Mis level bad. Uh, and they have to carry a movie. And that's a problem. So Sweeney Todd movie, terrible. Spence, you're wrong. Also, A Little Priest, terrible adaptation in the movie. Uh, pretty pretty I Women. Knew, I told you why it didn't fucking work. Pretty Women, great song. Uh, and probably one of them, probably not my favorite, but probably up there. It's up there, top three. Uh, Cody Newberry, Sweeney Todd, thoughts? Um, so I remember watching the movie, and I didn't like the movie. I was like, wow, this is not how this show was ever described to me. Um, and I'll be honest, I'm not a, I don't know a lot about Sweeney Todd. I haven't watched a lot. The only one I've actually seen, I think it's a concert. It's with Emma Thompson and that cast. And I enjoy that a lot. Um, I think it's great. Once I watched that, I was like, oh, so this is what Sweeney Todd was supposed to be and not what we got in the movie. Um, I'm not a Tim Burton fan. I think Tim Burton is one of a director that got lucky and has continued to make movies. Um, I just, I, I'm not in love with the show as much because I don't know much about it, but like if I watched that version or saw it live, I could see it jumping onto my list, but right now it's just not there for me. Cody, there is a version you can find on YouTube. That was the original touring company with Angela Lansbury and George Hearn. Watch okay. that. It is yeah. very good. I'll uh, check it out. In the, the Patty LuPone version, they also all play their own instruments. And it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful, like, just thought experiment. It's fucking great. Holtzman, yeah. Sweeney Todd. Uh, so, yeah, my first introduction to Sweeney Todd was also the movie. In fact, uh, last year on the top 10 movie musicals list, I had Sweeney Todd on my list because I had never seen the stage version. And then I watched it within the past year. And who, boy, was I wrong? Uh, who, boy, did I make a mistake? Uh, so I'm fine with I'm fine with Bar. Bar picked a good song. And Bar picked the stage version. Spence not only picked the movie, but Spence picked the song in the movie that actively goes against what it should be. Bar and I have talked about this several times. Uh, a little priest should be really fun and really quirky and really enjoyable, and they make it boring and sad and just uninteresting. Like you said, it should be quirky and fun and satirical. And he takes it seriously, and that's the song that it hurts the most. Um, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about myself right now. Back, what are you saying? Who backpedals? Who backpedals more, Spencer Boatman? I'm not sure at this point. Can I, can I again? Really well. I didn't know the format Boatman. of this. I would have changed my pick if I could have. I just couldn't, and I and I need to run with it. All right. Well, then run with it. Uh, Bar. Uh, we're moving on to your seven through four. Let's go. Okay, um, my number seven is, uh, this is my most out-of-the-box pick, I think. Uh, my number seven is Assassins. Hell yeah. Okay, Anyone else cool. Assassins? No? Okay, go for it. Yep, and I picked The Ballad of Booth. Um, Assassins is a concept musical. 
Um, it follows uh, the four successful and a few of the unsuccessful presidential assassins. Um, so uh, it's it's Stephen Sondheim, um, and it's really interesting. It starts off in like this weird, dark carnival-like setting where there's a balladeer. Uh, not wait, it's not the balladeer, but he's like the guy who runs the circus, and he just starts like, "Hey, fella, feeling blue." Don't know what to do. Do you want to shoot a president? And it's like this that shooting game at an uh, at the um, at the carnival, and then it goes from there. And there's a balladeer who sings the stories of each one of these assassins and the way that the assassins interact with each other. Um, it's really really interesting. It's really fascinating. And I picked the ballad of Booth because this is where you get the di- the most dynamics of the show. Where you get the balladeer singing about Booth, and then you get Booth singing about why he did it, why his act, why his actions work in his mind, and then you get back to the balladeer who like has a little sarcasm that he's throwing and throwing shade at Booth. Um, it's a fascinating musical, and I think everyone should watch it at least once. Assassins is real cool. Uh, I like Assassins. Uh, I've seen two versions of it. Um, I watched a. Uh, original cast version. It's not great quality. It's grainy because obviously it's like 70s version, uh, but it's still pretty good. Um, I really like the concepts and the ideas of it, and I like how everyone sort of project or how different people try to stage it uh, because in the script, it obviously is like, oh, it starts as a carnival game and then you go through. Some people have changed how they get into the different uh, parts. It's really interesting how they twist the concept and play with it. Uh, I think my favorite song is Unworthy of Your Love. Uh, it, it always will be my favorite song from that one. Uh, especially when Ben Platt and Zoe Deutsch sing it. Uh, but um, it's a really cool show. I think the most unsettling scene in the entire thing is when Booth and Oswald have their conversation. Yeah, It is a fantastic scene. I have done it uh, with my friend Jack uh, for a speech duo. Uh, it is a fantastically written scene. Uh, it's not a musical that I went, that I put very high on the top ten, if at all, but I will respect it. I think it's a very cool show. Uh, every time it gets revived, I think people uh, sort of treat it a little too reverently and should probably take a few more risks and changes with it because it's a concept that can be bent mm. and added to and made really cool as long exactly. as you keep the bare bone skeleton of it. It's, it's a show that can live and evolve and change with each iteration, um, and I think that's what makes it really cool. So nice pick. I like it. Uh, Cameron Holtzman, what are your thoughts on Assassin's Uh Yeah, uh, there's one that I like. kind of know. I'm not super familiar with it. What I've heard from it, I like. Uh, I am on the same page as Caleb Coho, unworthy of your love, Zoe Deutsch, Ben Platt, because as you will learn later, Ben Platt can do no wrong. No wrong. Benjamin Schiff Platt is a king. <laughs> you may move on. Okay. Uh, Newberry, have you heard of Assassins? Are you a fan? You're muted. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but it sounds cool. Sure. Cool. I don't know. Fair. I actually think you'd like Assassins. Uh, yeah, Spence. So too. Probably. Uh, Spence, Assassins. Have you seen it? What are your thoughts? So Barr likes musicals about murder. It's good to know. Uh, I've seen the I've seen the politician version, and that's it. The politician cool. version? That's where Ben Platt and Zoe Deutsch do that. Oh, got it. Yeah. I'll, I'll not show the politician. Uh, but Assassins, good pick. All right, number six. Uh, number six, I think it... Uh, no, it's not. Okay. Uh, number six is Wicked. Yikes. Uh, yikes. Cool. Okay. Uh, my number five is Ragtime. 
Uh, and I picked Till We Reach That Day. Um, Ragtime. Uh, it's set in 1901. It follows three different stories uh, that all interweave with each other. Uh, the immigrant story, the, the Cole House Walker Jr. story, the family story. Um, and I think that the way that the stories interweave with each other is super tight. Terrence McNally, uh, rest in peace, did such a great job writing this libretto. Um, and the music is utterly amazing. Um, I think that this was the, the perfect uh, musical team to put behind this. And I think Till We Reach That Day is the most resonating song in that musical right now, especially right now. Um, if you hear that song and you know the story and you know about the times uh, currently, um, that song hits super real, <laughs> like super hard. Um I think this means the grandiose nature of this in such a time, like a time fitting story is so perfect. And I think that this musical is amazing. People need to see this. Okay. So uh, before we, before we break this down, I listen to everyone's songs on everyone's lists. The version specifically they asked two shows I watched in their entirety. This was one of them. Um, I watched an entire version of Ragtime because I listened to this song and I didn't quite understand it. I thought it was okay. And I was like, maybe if I watch it in context, it'll be good. And I watched the context and went, I'm watching this from the beginning. Um, I didn't love the rest of the show as much as I liked that segment. Uh, but it is a fine choice. A little too high. Uh, but it, I get it. It's a very bar show. Uh, especially because it is called the song, the title Ragtime. It just, it, the music fits the title. I will say yeah. that. So it is very bar, but uh, till we reach that day is a great song. It's a great moment, and it is a very somber way to end your first act. So I give them a lot of props uh, for for choosing to end your first act on that low note, um, and then moving on after that never quite reaches that moment again. Uh, but good song, fine pick, too high, uh, wholesome, ragtime. Uh, I have. Literally no connection to Ragtime. I've never seen it, never listened to it, never really been interested. So, yeah. You, hit, oh. you found one of my blind spots. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Spence. No. Ragtime. Nope. <laughs> Figured. Uh, Cody, Ragtime. Uh, so, uh, in high school, we did a thing. It was kind of like Tony Awards for high schools where we went around and had to watch a bunch of shows that other schools put on. The only one I've ever seen of this version that was in a high school and it wasn't done very well. Um, I have listened to the soundtrack. I do like the soundtrack, but you hit it on the head. It's a very bar pick, but I, it's one of the bar picks that I'm like, oh, that's fine. I understand why. It's just not for me. So, yeah. All right. Uh, and then your four was Sweetie Todd. So God. we are done with you. Uh, yeah, all right. Sweetie Todd. Kevin oh, Holton, hit me with your seven through four. I am prepared for Spence to get annoyed with me. My number seven is Be More Chill. Anyone else have this? No. Okay. I What's your song? Michael in the Bathroom because why would I pick any other song? Also, I'm going to hit the timeout button. Gotta Original ask. Uh, New Jersey. New Jersey. New okay. Jersey version. We're not talking Broadway here. We're not talking Broadway here. Continue. You're good. Continue. Um, 
Yeah, I I love this musical. I think it's really fun. I think the story is really interesting uh, for those who are unacquainted. Uh, it's about a guy named Jeremy who is in high school and he's basically sort of a loser and that he finds that there's this pill that you can take that will put a supercomputer in your brain, uh, which someone tells him will help him become cool. And the supercomputer decides there's only one way that I can help this loser become cool. We have to take over the entire world and basically turn the earth into a hive mind. Uh, and it's it's really weird. It's really interesting. It's a really cool sci-fi premise. Uh, Michael in the Bathroom is sung by George Salazar, who is uh, another king, one of the greatest vocalists currently working on Broadway. Um, and it's basically later on in the show, Michael is Jeremy's best friend at the beginning. And then as the computer's making him more popular, he has to sort of like cut ties with the person he used to be, which includes cutting off Michael. And so they get in a fight at this Halloween party. And then the song takes place immediately after that fight. And it's Michael in the bathroom, essentially having a panic attack because he's lost his one best friend in this very public debacle. It's an absolutely beautiful song. George Salazar knocks it out of the park and it's incredible. Um, and so beautifully written. Uh, it's so fun. Uh, it's got great references. Like there's a moment where for a brief second, he starts singing, I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston in the middle of the song. And it's really, really fun. Uh, the reason it's not higher on my list is I went more based on the soundtracks than the musical in a lot of these. And there's some songs on the soundtrack that I can't really even stand at points. Uh, and also because there is a Broadway version that fully lessens how good this is. All right. So Be More Chill uh, was one that I came across my senior year of high school, uh, about a year after it actually uh, premiered, um, when my friends a class below me were like, hey, this seems like it would be right up your alley. And I was like, sure, I'll listen to it. Uh, I have always equated this to being like a 21st century version of Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Um, it is like an updated sort of reinterpretation of that story and those tropes, and it does it really well. Um, the Squip is a really fun villain and a very fun character uh, in most of the iterations and performances. I have been lucky enough that I've gotten to see this performance or a staging of this performance live and be a part of one of those stagings. Um, it's a really fun show. Um, I think the character of Michael is the best in the show, and Michael in the Bathroom is the song's best, is the best show, best song of the show. It's the most emotional, it's the most powerful song, uh, and resonates with you all the way through. Great choice. I love Be More Chill. Uh, the Broadway version is an abomination, uh, yep. all the way through. Uh, Cody, Be More Chill. Have you heard of it? Thoughts? Uh, song Two Minutes. I didn't listen to a damn word Cameron Holton really said. I was listening to Two Minutes and Four Seconds of this song. And I am digging every bit of it. Um, I haven't. I, I don't know much about it. I, again, all I could. I heard. I heard what you opened with, and then I started listening to it. Um, I'm willing to check it out. It sounds this. There's a, one that I'm going to bring up next that will probably skip. That I listen to soundtrack only, and the soundtrack got on the list. So I think this one could be that way for me. So it sounds. It sounds very interesting how it was described. So I right. hate for it. Fair, uh, Andrew James Barr. Uh, it. The first stages of this happened in your state. Are you aware of Be More Chill? Thoughts on Be More Chill? This happened in this, uh, in New Jersey when I was still living in Pennsylvania. Oh, um, damn, it. <laughs> damn it. I thought I had you. I thought I had another famous moment for you. Fuck. All right. I, I got to see the North American premiere of six, but I didn't get to say that earlier. <laughs> um, I have not seen this. Um, it is something that I've heard some of the music to. I've definitely heard Michael in the bathroom, and it is great. Um, however, I just haven't seen it, so I could not put it on the list because of that. Fair. Spence, I saved you for last for a reason. We showed this to you. What are your thoughts? 
Uh, I'm not sure how much I can say because last time we talked about this, we got in a very serious fight. Well, because so, you said there's nothing special about be more chill, and not only did you say it, you tweeted it. You tweeted it. Well, yeah, that you liked it. That's why we were mad. Go ahead. Okay, so yeah, so number one, uh, this this musical itself is just a tonal fucking mess. Uh, number one, it is like it is needlessly quirky. It's like, oh hey, look at this. We're so oh, fucking oh, cool. <laughs> let's let's talk let's let's talk you hold on, you just, you just picked a very zoomer musical which i'm not gonna fight against i just think that does, it doesn't work as a whole michael in the bathroom wonderful beautiful song the correct pick it does not it does like it doesn't fit in the show it is entirely apropos of everything else in the, and the tone of the rest of the show i think if you put it in a different musical it works perfectly but you give it to a supporting character who doesn't have much going on really in the show besides this one moment. And everything builds up to this one moment, and then he's fucking gone until the finale. I just think it doesn't work. Granted, the version that we saw was not a good version. No, we it was saw a Broadway one, and we told exactly. you Exactly. Exactly. So again, <laughs> I'm admitting that I'm coming from a very bad perspective. That being said, the soundtrack that we've listened to, the New Jersey version, it's not great. Some of the songs are really good, and I was really too hard on them the first time. But then you have shit like was like two player game or something. Come on, come! It's fucking annoying. It's not a good show. You are the last person who gets to say anything about annoying and tonal messes when you have Sweeney Todd the movie at. I tried to pick a different version and I couldn't. No mercy. Have a good day. All right, Ultwin, you're number six. Okay, before I say six, I would like to point out that uh, Spence just said I made a boomer that I made a zoomer pick. And that's rich coming from Spence. That's true. Very true. You're uh, younger than me, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I am. And but you're the one who's vocal about being proud about it. Anyways, my six is West Side Story. I was a yikes from you earlier. Wait. 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 <laughs> what? Bar. I I know why he I know why he okay. doesn't. And we What's do, your song choice? What's your song choice? Hold um on. I picked the Tonight Quintet. And I assume I assume Cody picked America because I know Cody. Correct. <laughs> I did pick America. Uh, also, I can't because I don't believe. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, also continue. Um, yeah, so uh, I picked the stage version just because I made the rule to pick stage versions. All I admit the movie is better than the stage version, but I based all of my picks on the stage versions just because I have already been on top 10 movie musicals, and I didn't want to do that list again. Um, so, yeah, I love this show. I got to be in it uh, like six years ago when I was 14 years old. Um, I think it's a really – I think I was about to say a really fun show. At points, it's really fun, but it also is able to get like – really dark and really messed up and it still works and you're still so engaged in it. Uh, I picked the tonight quintet just cause to me it has sort of, it's one of those things where it's everyone coming together and you're getting like all the characters sort of themes that they've had throughout the first act of the show and they all come together and it's leading up to the big event of the rumble leading up to this is the fight that defines how the rest of the show is going to go. Uh, West Side Story is the only good version of Romeo and Juliet that there has ever been because high school teachers need to stop making us read it. Um, Shakespeare did other things. Um, 
but no, like I, I think this show's great. Uh, it's one of the most fun shows I've had the opportunity to be in. I think just the choreography and everything in every version I've seen is great. Yeah. I just need to ask you a question. Are you specifically picking stage or are you picking screen? I, I, I said I'm picking stage because I am picking stage for this whole list. I said that during this conversation. Okay, just I just I didn't I just, don't yell at don't yell at me. It's my show, bitch. Okay, Cody. <laughs> Um, so I picked the movie version, um, and the reason why I picked the movie version is because I have seen the recent, uh, maybe not the most recent, but I think it was a couple years ago, the touring company, and that thing must have been the most trippy version of West Side Story I have ever seen in my life. I thought there was acid in the drink I was drinking in the theater because I was seeing shit. They didn't, and they, it wasn't the one where they split English and Spanish, like it wasn't that version, it was like more of a, like a like a visual like interpretation of West Side Story. I think it was awful. Yeah. But America is the song I picked because I think that still to this day in movie is like my favorite musical number that's ever been in a movie at this point. I think it is so original and so fun and the back and forth and the dancing. I think the dancing doesn't get enough credit for like how good that dancing was back then. Um, and it's just, it's just this fun play. I think West Side Story, why it was 10, it was going to be off my list completely, but I think America, and I think tonight's a great choice too. I'm not knocking tonight. I think the overall movie is amazing. I think, uh, I'm very worried about it getting remade. Um, but like it, it is the best story of Romeo and Juliet and the song numbers and everything. Like, even when it has the problematic songs like Officer Krupke and stuff, I still enjoy that world that it creates inside that movie. I think it's, I think it's brilliant. Um, so yeah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I've never seen the movie. Well, I've o- I have only ever seen a stage version and I hated the stage version. So you watched think, the entire thing of Ragtime, but didn't watch West Side Story. <laughs> I said, I said that I had. Give, give me one sec. I'm gonna fact check. One of, the, one of the last, one of the last ones I was planning on watching was West Side Story, and I ran out of time. But that's I watched your clip for America, and I loved it. I loved every minute of watching that. So I know I'm gonna love the movie, and I will watch it probably tomorrow, to be honest. Uh, but that's why I asked him specifically, stage or movie, uh, because. I don't like the stage show. Uh, I loved the one movie clip I saw. I loved the movie version of tonight because I watched the movie version of tonight too, just to see what if it was cool. Fucking movie version of tonight's great. Uh, so I like your song. I didn't like it in the stage show. Loved it in the movie. So cool. Uh, I get it. Uh, correct choice for a top ten. I just haven't seen the movie yet. Uh, Adelaide Spence thoughts on West Side Story. So I I have bra- I have some great moments in my life. <laughs> I have watched the tenth time. You don't know my life. Actually, you do. I post everything. I would like the record to state I did just fact check, and uh, over a year ago on the top ten movie musicals episode, Caleb Coho did claim to have seen the film, which means he blatantly lied. Wait, wait, Coho has a YOS to, to suck up Cody? Never, <laughs> never. These are lies. I call this fake. Bullshit. Move on. <laughs> yeah, okay. I have some great oh moments my in my God. life. One of those is watching Andrew Barr cry watching West Side Story. I came in the movie really not being a fan when I watched it the first time because I hate every version of Rowan Juliet. I fucking love it now. That movie is utterly fucking incredible. It's one of the best directed musicals ever, period. 
when I first made the list, my short list, I had something's coming as like my t- my nine or ten. I had to cut it because I wasn't super familiar listening to the soundtrack over and over. I think I love the show more. I love the movie. Or I love the story more than the music. But the story itself is fantastic. And again, Jerome, Jerome, holy Robin, shit, Jerome Robbins. Brain. Yeah, Jerome Robbins and Robert hey, Wise. Hey, I was Brian, thinking, hey, Brian, I hope you're ready. I hope you're I, ready. I was saying Jer- Robert Wise in my head, and I, I just couldn't pack the two. <laughs> just, their directing job is fucking incredible. I will never discount this pick. It is, it is amazing. Uh, Andrew James Barr. This is you've gone on record many times saying this is like your favorite movie, your favorite musical, and you don't have it. Explain. There are two reasons. One, I made a conscious effort to only include stage versions, and the stage version of West Side Story is actually not that good. Um, there are some areas where the movie improves on it exponentially by changing some of the song sequencing. Um where it actually tonally fits so much better. Uh, and the other reason is because I have talked about this movie to death on this show. I'm going to be talking about it at least one more time uh, later. So I wanted to... Tune in January. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you. So I made, I made the conscious effort to not put this on my list, even though this is amazing. All right. Uh, Cameron Olson, you're number five. Uh, my number five is Waitress. Hmm. All right. I had a feeling I could be alone on this one. What's your pick? Uh, my song is She Used to Be Mine. It's She Used to Be Mine. Wow, what? Wow, what a shocker. Someone who likes Waitress picked She Used to Be Mine. Um, this show is fantastic. Uh, I got the opportunity to see it, uh, in November of 2019. Because uh, it came to my city, despite the fact that my city is, for the most part, kind of devoid of culture. Um, <laughs> um, but no, I think this show is brilliant. Uh, for those that don't know, it's based on the 2007 uh, film starring Carrie Russell. Uh, and it's about a woman who works at a at a diner uh, who is trying to leave her abusive husband. And then as she's about to make that decision, she finds out that she's pregnant with his child. Uh, and she has to deal with that. And then she starts having an affair with her gynecologist. Um it's a really interesting, uh, really cool show. The music is written by Sarah Bareilles, um, who does such a good job writing the music. Um, it's such an emotional show. Uh, Jesse Mueller is brilliant and rips my heart out every time I listen to this song. Uh, this song is like basically the last song before she ends up giving birth to her child. And it's basically like she's kind of lost everything she's lost her relationship she lost like all of her security all of her stability and everything and she's just breaking down and is basically singing to her unborn child where it's like i didn't ask for this but i'm gonna do everything i can and it's like she's talking about the person she used to be the person that she could be uh and like the person that she was trying to be for her child uh this song destroys me seeing it live is incredible uh i think this show is absolutely fantastic I have never seen Waitress, the movie or the show. Uh, but the movie's not I, great. I listened to the song many times, uh, and I watched the Tony's performance uh, because, unfortunately, this show was nominated against Hamilton, and you ain't going to win that. Yes, uh, it so- lost everything it was nominated for to Hamilton except for lead actress, which lost to the color purple. Yep. Which uh, any other year, the show would do incredible. Exactly. Uh, but the performance wrecked me. Uh, 
this was one of a few of the I watched two or three Tony performances versions of some of the songs mentioned tonight or will be mentioned tonight just to get a live feel for it, see how it's done live. And they wrecked all of them wrecked me. Uh, this one the most. Um, so this is a very powerful song. Uh, her performance uh, is breathtaking. Uh, just to see her the way she even the way that she just kind of stumbles the little movements that she makes where she stumbles just because she knows that in a song number in a musical, you would move. Uh, and yeah. in the, she's, she's very pregnant in the scene. Uh, so she knows if she tried to make them move, just the stumble, the shuffle, the weight, uh, of, uh, of moving around on the stage with the extra sort of weight of a baby, uh, is really, really great acting. Uh, she's phenomenal. This song is heartbreaking uh so there's a cover i'll show you later that's done by like a traditionally punk singer of this song and it's incredible <laughs> okay okay uh but again uh i don't know if i would put this in the top 10 shows i can't speak to it i haven't seen it uh but the song is amazing and if the entire show is like the song i wouldn't be mad if it was in the 10th through 8 five maybe a little high uh but fair i it, it's it's a you list this is a very you show uh bar this is a show I've been dying to see because um, when I heard that they were doing this as a musical, I was like, that could work. Then I heard they got Sarah Borelli's and I was like, I don't know about this. Then I heard the uh, cast recording and I went, this is brilliant. Um, yeah, I've been wanting to see this one. I just haven't yet, so I couldn't put it on my list. Okay, Spence, waitress. Yeah, no, I, I talked with Cam when this, when this topic first got announced, like, oh, I need to watch this these shows. I didn't get to this one. Uh, I would have loved to watch it. I just couldn't find the time, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I was prepared for a topic. Now, we're, we're going to fucking get to that later. But, yeah, no, I just I couldn't get to it, unfortunately. All right, Cody, have you heard of Waitress? Have you seen Waitress? No. Possible collusion. Um, so, uh, COVID happened. This was on my slate of musicals to see this year, uh, live. And COVID happened, along with Hamilton for the second time. So yeah, 2020 me too. sucks. Me too. <laughs> um, but I was, so I don't know much about it. I was playing the song, and then my wife walked out of the thing and goes, why are you playing my favorite song? And I said, what favorite song? And it's just like, it's from Waitress. And I was like, how the hell do you know this? And I know it was this weird sort of events. Um, but no, it sounds beautiful. I, I, I wanted to see it. I just haven't been able to. And um, there's certain ones that I don't want to see a bootleg. Like, I'll bring it up. But yeah, I don't want to see a bootleg of it. I want to actually sit in this audience and watch it. So, But I don't blame everybody that has to do bootlegs. I completely understand theater tickets are insane. I'm broken so. from Canada. It's my only choice. Yeah, and you're allowed to bootleg <laughs> everything, so it's all right. That's fair. This is a show that I would also very much like to see, but thanks for killing the theater industry, COVID. All right. Uh, yeah. Cameron Holtzman, you're number four. Thanks for putting me out of the show. Uh, my number four is, I think, tech, it's one of the two newest shows on my list. Uh, my number four Beetlejuice. Yeah. And your song choices? Song choices say my name. Okay. Um, yeah. This is one that I like sort of heard about when it was coming out and everything. And then I didn't really get into it until like end of last year, early this year. And then all of a sudden, like one day I was on a drive to work and I was like, oh, I have the soundtrack on my phone. I'm gonna listen to it. I turned it on and who that hit hard? I immediately found a bootleg and was like, I watched it. And then I went, Coho, Spence, everybody, you should watch Beetlejuice because it's fun and it's awesome. Um, 
It's an adaptation of the movie. Uh, he, uh, the writers change a few things about the movie just to make it work better for stage and to add a bit more story to it. Uh, but it still has like the strong essence of the movie. Uh, the lead is Alex Brightman, who is the greatest comedic actor currently working on Broadway. Uh, unless Nathan Lane is still like super active, in which case I retract that statement. Um, the stuff he's able to do with his voice to do the Beetlejuice voice is incredible. He literally trained his voice to be able to do the scratchy voice and not die. Um, I picked Say My Name. It's not my favorite song in the show, but I picked it because it's one that is both you get Beetlejuice in it and you get Lydia in it. Because um, I think the whole being dead thing is one that like gets the essence of the show and it's just Beetlejuice being Beetlejuice. But I also wanted Sophia and Caruso's vocals featured in whatever song I picked because that girl is 19 and is belting her soul out every night. Uh, and one of the songs she does makes me cry uncontrollably when I hear it. Uh, I think this song is super fun. It's basically the moment where Beetlejuice and Lydia first meet, and he's trying to convince her to say her name so that he can, like, begin to manifest in the world. And she essentially is like, yeah, no thanks. Like, you're trying to trick me, and I'm fully aware that you're trying to trick me, so have fun with that. Bye. And he's just, like, annoyed and frustrated with her. Uh, yeah. Beetlejuice is really cool. There is a there is a free full-length bootleg of it on YouTube, and I highly recommend it. Uh, yes, when you gave this to me, I watched it pretty immediately because I had heard of the Beetlejuice musical hence after watching it. Uh, I wish it wasn't gone. It ended right before COVID happened, too. And it's COVID, not it was supposed to end just after COVID hit. COVID may actually end up saving this show, <laughs> which I think Great. is insane. Great, because no, this is a show. No, they already put up the show for the banner for the next show at that theater. Damn it. Uh, but this is a show that which is the music. This man. is a show that should live on because it is very cool and very fun. Uh, top five greatest musicals ever. You're a little crazy. Uh, I mean, so was Beetlejuice. Uh, exactly. Uh, but this would not be my four. This is a little high, but this is a really fun show. It's a really good show. The music's really solid. Alex Brightman is fantastic. Uh, his Tony's performance of the whole being dead thing is top 10 Tony's performances of all time. Yeah. Uh, I love the whole being dead thing. It's my favorite song in this show. It's the most, uh, it's just maybe because it's the most Beetlejuice song in here. And yeah. my least favorite parts of the show are when Beetlejuice isn't in it. Um, like I like Lydia. She's good. Uh, her song where she gets the belt on her own is great. Uh, but anytime Beetlejuice and Alex Brightman are there, the show instantly goes up to 11. Uh, and every time it goes away, it's about a 7. So uh, if a show that has that problem, I wouldn't necessarily put in the top 5. I could maybe see it being my 10 uh, in the future just because I really enjoyed it. Also, there's another show I guarantee you we're going to bring up later. Should not have won one of the Tonys over Beetlejuice. Uh, just saying. Yep. Uh, we're we're well, going to get there. And we'll get we're going to get there we'll, later than I expected. We'll expect. get there later. Uh, but Beetlejuice, really fun time. Uh, Cody, have you seen Beetlejuice the musical uh, or heard of it? I've heard of it. I've listened to the soundtrack. I really like the soundtrack. Um, it's kind of one of these things that I don't think sounds like it will work. And then I listen to it and it does kind of like the Adams family. It's not on my list, but like okay. Adams family is one that when I saw it live, I was like, this should never fucking work. And it works perfectly. I, and then I saw the Tony performance for Beetlejuice. And I was like, yep, yeah, that would definitely work for me. So perfectly. I <laughs> also, what are you doing? Someone's listening to me. That's it. I appreciate it. No. So yeah, I, uh, I think, it, I think it's great. I think it's great. Um, I, I can't wait to see the show, but I if I can see the show, but I don't I don't know more beyond the soundtrack. If this show ever goes touring, I will 
throw fists yeah. to get inside and, to see it. And ironically, the show that did kill and take over the theater that Beetlejuice is in is The Music Man, because we don't deserve nice things. I hate yeah. this. Okay, why do we need the 80th version of the most mediocre 50s show? Uh, Spence, go. I have seen this, actually. That's the the, uh, the same rip that Holton's talking about. I enjoyed it. I think the rip actually like hampered my enjoyment of the show, because some of, some of the really big uh, costuming and props and staging and everything sort of got cut off by the way it was framed. Which, which is the only thing holding me back from like actually putting it on my list. It would have it would have made my list if I had gotten something better. But I need to I need to listen to the soundtrack a lot more. I love Say My Name. I also love Dead Mom. Home's great. Um, if I could do anything, I recommend. Uh, there's a podcast I listen to called Musical Splaining, and they covered this show before, right after Sophia and Caruso left the show for unknown reason. They replaced her, and just talking about how much the show changes when you don't have her. Said so such a strong core character. Because when you remove the the best Lydia and get a okay Lydia, the show sort of falls apart. Same thing can happen with Beetlejuice if Alex Brightman can't continue. But the soundtrack itself, what we have currently from the Broadway cast, is great. Uh, Bar Beetlejuice, you were nodding along when I said top ten Tony performances ever. Thoughts? Uh, absolutely, because um, Alex Brightman uh, is a god. Um, I, I I kind of worship the the ground that he walks on because he has made it able for people that are like my type uh to actually get bigger roles now um (laughs) (laughs) um, but um yeah so i i have seen this uh and i really like it it's just a little too soon for me uh if i see it more it could creep into my top 10 but right now it's it's probably in my top 50, but like, as I said, only seen it one time. Fair. All right. Moving over to Cody Newberry, seven through four. Take me to piss uh, some people off. Okay. This far. The only one that I have, I'm, 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 I'm a lot faster than most of you guys in talking. So um, my number seven is one that I have never seen. It's just soundtrack only, but it's, it's going to get, it's going to get yikes. Uh, it's Dear Evan Hansen. Yikes. yikes. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah. I'm sorry I'm not wearing a fucking shirt from the show, but yeah, I had that's it high. Not, that's not why I'm surprised. Hold on, moving on. You're all Cody. tumors. Is it because I had it on there? No. Um, okay, my six, uh, we'll see what happens. My six is from the movie, and it's Hairspray, the 2007 <laughs> version of Hairspray. Respect. And I picked the song that I absolutely love. It's probably not the best one. It's probably not one, of, but it's Welcome to the 60s. Um, I, I, I think some, somewhat this musical is not like beloved. I actually think it's great. Uh, I think it's really good for what the movie actually does. Um, I saw the original uh, movie of it and I'm not a huge fan. I was supposed to see the music version, musical version of it this year as well. Uh, didn't get a chance. Um, but I think, I think this is sung, uh, is a lot of fun. I think overall the entire show is a lot of fun to watch and uh, sing along with. I think the music's great. Even John Travolta, regardless, say what you want, I think it's a fantastic and Um So, yeah. It's Hairspray. Hairspray's good. <laughs> I, I don't... It's fine. Uh, I've never been a huge Hairspray fan. I can't even fault you for it, because like I get it. Uh, Welcome to the Sixties is my probably second favorite song from the show. Uh, I think the final song's just really hard to beat. Uh, that's like the, that's just that's the show in a nutshell. Uh, exactly. But I 
I love John Travolta in the movie. I don't know what, where this hate's coming from because I think he's great. Um, and you know, I think um, I think everyone in that show works really well. Uh, even even you know Zach Efron as you know pretty boy as he always is, uh, yeah. Link Larkin. But uh, I think that it's a good. It's good. I can't fault you. I watched this scene again. It is a lot better than I remember it being. I think my biggest problem with hairspray is I don't. I just don't remember everything that happens. I keep forgetting where things are and what the songs are. And that's not a fault on the show. It's just, I don't connect to hairspray. Uh, but it's, I seen it live. I had friends who did it. One of my friends played Link Larkin once, and that was a weird experience to watch. Uh, just, he was not the right Link Larkin, uh, but it was, uh, it, it's a good, it's, it's good. I can't fault you. Top 10, sure. Number six, perfectly fine. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I actually, really like this movie. I think it's really fun. Uh, I agree with Cody. People seem to hate on John Travolta, but, like, he's just having fun, and we just get to, like, like John Travolta and Christopher Walken make out in this movie. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. So, immediate, immediately worth the price of admission. But, no, I, I think this movie... Caleb Bowman favorite. Yep. Yeah, uh, um, but no, I think this movie's really fun. I love the musical. Uh, I I think the soundtrack is great. Uh, it's one of the only physical CDs that is currently in my car. Uh, <laughs> Respect. Um, <laughs> no, I, I really enjoy it. I think it's great. I think the actress that they cast is Tracy in this movie is a really, really good Tracy. Um, I probably would have picked Without Love. That's probably my song that I would pick in this show because uh, that song is just super fun. But yeah, no, I, I can't fault this pick. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Spence, hairspray. Yeah, I, I would have if I if it was on my if it was on my list, I would have picked Good Morning Baltimore, partially for the creepy John Waters cameo. That's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I saw this for the first time over quarantine. I really enjoyed it. I just it lacked something to me. I don't know what it was. I really enjoyed it overall. I have nothing against it. Just it didn't connect with me the way it probably should have. But it's a object. It's a good pick. It's a really good pick. Uh, Bar, hairspray. So I have not seen the movie, um, so I can't judge it on the movie. The stage version, I have problems with. A lot of the songs start to really blend together for me. There's always, there's always at least one song that sounds almost exactly like another song earlier on. Uh, Link is kind of a bland character, and I think Penny's kind of annoying. Um, but Amanda Bynes... Look, I love, I love, I love, I love pretty crazy Amanda Bynes, <laughs> but I have problems with this. The but state you have the music, man. <laughs> that's got so that's got a lot of charm to it, though. It has. Like if you had so a cavity, I didn't even if you had a cavity and got shot with Novocaine, you could still feel the fucking sweetness through it. It would ruin. That's not the music, man. It is terrible. Don't talk about annoying when you have a fucking seventy-six trombones. 76 trombone sounds like every other song in that on that in that song that show. Yes, it does. If you just nope. listen to all of them together, all. they all sound the same visually. Not at all. Not at yes. all. No, yes, you cannot is. tell me. You cannot tell me their Or you can shut the fuck up. All right, <laughs> Cody Newberry, you're number five. Oh, get ready to watch Bar fly off the screen. This oh, is going to be my favorite moment. Let me put up. Let me put my drink uh, down. This is from the movie. This is from 2005, and it's the producers. 
I'm okay with this. <laughs> wow. And the, song, the song I've picked, it's co- it, it is, it's not double dipping. It is completed on this soundtrack as two different songs, but they are together. It's Springtime for Hitler and Hill Myself. Um, <laughs> by far the best version of this, this musical, this number. Um, Gary Beach, I think is his name. That plays Hitler in it, that all, all like puts up the thing. He is a uh, hilarious in that. Like when he shows up after they do this big number, that you're like, oh my gosh, they're about, they actually put on a musical about Hitler. And then as soon as he shows up in full Hitler, and you're like, wow. And they just continue going with it. I think this movie gets way too much hate. Way too much hate. I think Nathan Lane is better than the original. And I think Gene Wilder is better than Matthew Broderick. At that point, it's a wash. It's a wash at that point. But the movie, the this 2005, the music is way better in this one than it was in the old, in the Mel Brooks one. It's just a proven fact. There are parts that you can hate about both, but this one is a lot of fun. It is super entertaining. Uh, I think it's one of Nathan Lane's best performances in this movie, um, in in any movie. Yeah, producers, 2005, come at me. It's fantastic. I'm going to one-up you. Nathan Lane's best performance of all time is the Well, producers. he played Simone, so... Um. Uh, he is greatest of all, but uh, it's the voice, it's, that's the, then you have the semantics of voice versus live action. Fair, okay. uh, but, uh, but I Cage think... Close, too. close, but well, I'll just I'll put the caveat then. Best live action performance is ever given. But uh, cool. the produce, his performance to the producers is incredible. He is excellent, uh, and this is better than Mel Brooks's movie. Uh, it is so much fun. I don't know how the producers exists without music. Uh, because I think every song works. Springtime for Hitler slash How Myself is where everything builds to the exact moment you've been waiting for, and especially in the movie, when you get to watch all the people just disgusted and walk out, and you see Broderick and Lane hiding in the back, trying to contain laughter, and then the turn, when all of a sudden people start laughing, and they sit back down, and they start to breathe easier because they think it's a satire, and, and Broderick and Lane are like, oh, no. This is not what we intended. It's just the perfect build of all of it. I think that show is fantastic. There's a reason why it's the most winning Tony award-winning show in history of musicals, because it's fantastic. Uh, My personal pick, I Want to Be a Producer, is like the go-to for me. I really like it. Broderick is not my favorite part of the show, but I think he plays his part very well. Um, I think it's one of his better outings. Um, But uh, in the end, I didn't pick that. The only reason, because I haven't seen like the actual version of it, and he he brings that version down for me, so I picked where he's not involved. That is fair, um, but yeah, I think this is a fantastic choice, easily a top ten musical of all time. Great choice. How the fuck do the other three of you not have the producers? Starting with Andrew James Barr, Mister Music Man, and Camelot. Tell you me, may, you may want to save me. You may want to save me for last. Sure. I'll save you for last, Papa Barco. Play with your 76 trombones again. Holtzman. So I don't have it because, uh, once again, I made the deal that I was going to go only stage. Uh, I have seen both of the movie versions. Uh, I I know that the movie version, this 2005 one, is basically almost a direct adaptation. It's basically a direct adaptation of the stage version, but it still felt like off to me to pick it um i i watched this movie like years ago and i just rewatched it last month because i was like i'm gonna watch nathan lane movies and then i only watched this in the birdcage but still uh he's great in both of those nathan lane is one of the greatest comedic actors of all time um i think this movie's super fun i think it's super funny 
uh, just the entire idea of they are trying as hard as they can to make everything go wrong, and it works out perfectly that it goes so well, where it's like they pick the, the worst possible actor, the worst possible director, and then what do you have? You have gay, effeminate Hitler, and people think that it's a stereo, that it's a satire, and I think it's just really, really funny. I think it's incredibly, uh, incredibly charming. Yeah, I I don't have a problem with this. Barr is a different person. <laughs> Spence, the producers. So what I'm hearing, Holtzman, is that they couldn't just film the stage version. Technically, that wouldn't count as a movie, and people wouldn't respect it. Yeah, that's, that's just going for the F tonight, folks. No, no, Cole, that's, Cole, that's me agreeing with you. That's me agreeing with you. Oh, uh, no, no, like, I haven't seen this. I've seen the 68 version because I like Mel Brooks. That's cool. I wanted to listen to the show. Couldn't find the time. Respect the pick. That's it. Yep. All right, Bar, go ahead and seal yourself last place. <laughs> the stage version is in my top 20. Okay, then I'll retract my statement. I love the stage version. I think that the stage version of this musical is absolutely fantastic and easily in the top 20 race, if not top 15. The problem is the movie is not good. And here's why I say that. Susan Stroman's direction is not good. It is not shot like a movie. It's shot as if she's just shooting the stage version. It's still shots, wide shots, and still and like one shots. It doesn't work as a movie because it seems way too stiff. And once again, it's like she's just trying to film the stage version, but it she's not treating it like a movie. That's my only problem with it. Bar's biggest problem with the musical. The cinematography. Good to know. Yes! All right. So well, the numbers, the acting, everything else is fine. It's Uma Thurman and Will Ferrell are improvements. So cool. Uh, but cinematography, Uma sure. Kind of- want- Bar wanted a camera to pan through a window down to the park instead of just an edit. Cool. Good for you. All right. You know what? There barely was any edits. Listen, Grandpa Bar. And that's what's great about it. Go back the to 76 conversation between them at the Go back to the times where you can do black and white movies. It's what you clearly want. Uh, Cody, what's your number four? My number four is the stage version, okay. Um, because there hasn't been a movie version of this yet. Uh, it's the Book of Mormon. And your song choice? Uh, song choices, I believe. Um, there's a lot that I could have chose. Like uh, I could have chose Hello. I could have chose Two by Two. I could have chose uh, um, Hasadiga Ibuai. I could choose a lot. Uh, uh, Baptize me. Uh, there's a lot. Um, I think this musical is incredible. I am the least South Park fan that you could ever find. I think South Park is honestly an abomination. <laughs> I hate it. But when I heard there was a musical coming out by these guys, I said, yeah, no thanks. Then I was part of my season ticket run at the theater, so I went to see it. I sat next to a 70-year-old woman, and I listened to the soundtrack prior. So when Hasadiga Ibuai came on, I was like, oh gosh, this lady's about to flip out. And she's laughing and singing with her. It, it was a great time. I believe is one of those things because this won't, if you haven't seen the thing, I'm not going to bash on anything. But this just basically goes through all the stuff what the Mormon religion believes. And he just basically just does, he finally, it's that turn in the show. And I think he does an amazing job in this song. 
is where he just bursts through and just sings in like this African war camp, basically, and just sings. And they're like, what the fuck is this? And he just keeps going and says that they changed their mind about black people. Like it goes, this, it, it is so in your face. It's not, if you are a part of the Mormon religion, I'm not going to say anything bad. It's just, this is not the musical for you, I would say. Uh, but this, they just throw everything at you. And I think this movie is hilarious. I didn't get to see it with like Josh Gad. And I think I would have like I think that would have been a great version. But the one I had was hilarious as well. Um, I think the show is incredible. I really do. I think it's great. South Park sucks. This is better than anything South Park has ever made. uh, Because it takes everything that's good about South Park. They're biting commentary and jokes that hold no bars and gives it an actual message. That is respectable because at the end of the day, this is a musical about why you should have a belief system. At the end of the day, why it's whatever you believe, it's okay to believe in something because that's what makes you human. And that's the message of the show by the end of it. And throughout it, it throws its punches at the thing that they both grew up being uh, because they they had their own issues with it, say what they will. But they took what they knew and told a pretty great story about belief systems all the way through that ends on a really happy note on a really solid note that I was really impressed by. I think it's hilarious through to through. I think it's some of the best songs Trey Parker Metzler have ever written. And that includes anything from bigger, longer uncut that I've watched, which was the only good songs that they had made up to this point. Uh, and this blows all of it out of the water. I believe is the cherry on top. Uh, I love all American profit so much. I think it is so good. That is, that is the most co-host so- song of that uh of that entire show because it's just this long sprawling joke that has three parts to it all the way through. Uh, But I believe is the one that I will always love just because how it builds to him breaking into the camp is just so great. Andrew Rannells, his Tony performance, another one I would put in the top 10 uh, when he does this song live at the Tony's top 10 Tony performances of all time. Uh, This show is fantastic. Easily top 10, honestly close to top five. I, uh, I think four is perfect placement. Any anywhere higher, I could understand, but I still wouldn't go with you on it. Uh, fantastic show. Great choice. Uh, Andrew James Barr, Book of Mormon. Thoughts? Uh, I love the cast recording. Um, I I probably would have picked Hello. Um, either that or maybe even Turn It Off because Turn It <laughs> Off makes me giggle uncontrollably. Um, however, the only problem is I haven't seen it and I haven't read it, so I can't judge it fairly enough. That is very fair. Holtzman. Uh, Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this show. This was probably hanging out in like the 15 to 20 range for me. Uh, I think it's really funny. I also would have picked All American Prophet because I love the joke. It's like, we are starting this as we are educating you about uh, our religion. And then it turns into, look at me. I am the God you should worship. (laughs) Uh, My favorite joke in that song, though, is is the the, the Return of the Jedi joke. The Return of the Jedi. The Bible is a trilogy, and the Book of Mormon is Return of the Jedi. It's such a great, such a great joke. But no, I I think this show is really fun. I think it's uh, really funny. Josh Gad and Andrew Randall's are both fantastic in it. Uh, There's moments where it goes a little too far for me personally. Uh, (laughs) Like I don't know, Hasidic Ibuai, knowing knowing what the public knows about me, a little too far for me. Uh, no. But no, I I think this show is really fun. I think this show is really funny. I agree. I hate South Park, um, but no, this is this is a great pick. I respect it. 
Spence, you had pretty visceral reactions, and we already know you're wrong. Tell us on the wrong take that'll solidify you last place. Suck a dick. Um, so number one, okay. Cody, right choice. This is the best song in the show by far. It's incredible. It actually talks to Tez, like the point of the show. It's a great pick. There are two musicals, three musicals actually. I hate with a fucking passion. Rent, Phantom of the Opera, and Book of Mormon. I fucking despise this show. I've actually been to this live. I wanted to fucking die. I nearly walked out of the halfway point because it's horrendously unfunny. I don't give a shit about anyone involved, even including, like, yeah, you can have, like, unlikable lead characters. Doesn't matter. I didn't fucking care about anyone. I just wanted the show to end as soon as possible. When one of your big emotional clinch points is, hey, look, people have accents. Laugh at them. It's not fucking funny. And I actually enjoy South Park. I think there's a lot going on. I think there's, I think there's good fucking writing in there. I, I, I think the stigma against South Park is in its earliest seasons. I won't deny that. It's just dick jokes and shit jokes. Not funny. Modern seasons are good. The social commentary you want to look for in that, that's what you have in modern seasons. This show is fucking bad. It's really fucking bad. You have all right musical, like some of the songs are actually well composed, but what they're creating and the story they're creating is fucking awful. I despise every fucking second I watch of this show. You lose a debate because you said awful, but you didn't say why it's awful because you don't know why it's awful. I uh, no, said, no, I don't care about any of the characters, and it's unfunny. Listen to what I'm fucking saying, no, Kyle. That, that could help. That doesn't mean it's awful. I had all three of the ones Spence despise with a passion. It's almost okay. like we have opposing opinions, Cody. That's crazy. All right, we're going to move on to Spence, your number three. Oh, hey, yeah, so... um. Speaking of shows that Cody or Cody just doesn't like, number three is Wicked. Oh, same. Oh, nice. Yeah. And my biggest is Defying Gravity. Same. Yeah. Actually, let's see this live, which was an incredible fucking experience. Bar had that. I actually, uh, yeah. And what I actually your- had, my song was For Good. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It's on your list, Altman. <laughs> no. Uh, we're going to talk to you in a second. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, again, I, I got, like, I was going to touch on this with Chicago earlier, is just the live setting is what just sort of defines my perception of it. I saw this live, and holy shit. I, t- I talked about the show briefly with Coho, like, a few months ago, talking about how, like, it's impossible to film. And it's with Defying Gravity. It is the emotional, cl- like, clenching point of the show. You need to pull that off perfectly, and it is fucking incredible to see live. When you see Alphabo raised above the stage and the cloak billowing behind her as she hits the high notes, it is a revelatory experience. That is the moment where I truly regretted not being able to pursue theater as a passion because it felt like my life changed. It is a brilliant, brilliant, wonderful musical that I I like I I listen I re-listened to the soundtrack before I submitted my list and I still love every bit of it. I miss being there in person watching the show. I think Alphaba and Jesus Christ, my brain is not working. No, um, thank you, Glinda. I I think they're wonderful characters. I think, to me, this is what Broadway sounds like. To me, this is what defined Broadway for me at a younger age. And I pursued it, and I kept trying to follow it, and then I saw it two years ago, I think it was, and I feel like my life has changed. We're going to add more later, but this feels like just a core memory of mine I don't want to lose. Cody, you had a three. Uh, so I find it funny that we, we have different opinions and then we have it at the exact same spot in the same song. Um, so I have been on record, but I do not want to see a movie version of this at all um, because it is the one it, it's this is the one thing that will not you cannot give justice because in a movie, if she rises up and she starts singing, well, guess what? That's just a woman on a broom that's flying up. It's not that impressive. But in a sitting 
Uh, I've seen a lot of musicals live, and this is the one that when inter I I've been on record that this is the greatest going into an intermission song that's ever been done. Um, there's I don't think there's one even close to it because I've seen a lot, and when this song plays and the one song sings. The first time I saw it, everybody remained seat like they didn't stand up, they didn't move. The intermission just went over, and we started the next one. No one even moved. I don't think anybody went to the bathroom. I think they just pissed themselves. I'm not sure. Um, and this is the mu- this is the musical that made me hate the Wizard of Oz. I hate the Wizard of Oz. I hate it with a passion because I like the story a lot better. And it just has such an important message. I could have went with a lot of choices on that. I think "For Good" that was my that was our senior song, so that's why I didn't choose that one basically because I've heard that a ton. But I think that's also great. A "Wizard and I" is a great song. This entire soundtrack is filled with hits after hits after hits for me. And I think like seeing it live in the stage and how it all moves as gears and things. I think "Dancing Through Life." This mu- musical, I do not want to see live because I, I only want to see a stage recording of it. I do not want to see an actual movie because I think this thing is absolutely a perfect musical. Right, and, yeah, I had it at six. Um, I think that this is probably one of the best examples of how you can blend story and spectacle together. Um, uh, and I think this is also Stephen Schwartz's best work overall. And uh, he's been working since the seventies, um, <laughs> and I, the I chose for good because you really capture the true friendship between Alphaba and Galinda uh, with this song. Um, it's also just one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard um, because it just seems the most like one of the most genuine things I've ever heard in my life. Um, so yeah, I think this uh, musical is absolutely fantastic. People should go see this when, you know, theater comes back and all. All right. Uh, I have said many times I've, I've shown, I've over the of night, cited Tony's performances as to pieces of why I love it. I have given rankings of the course of the night. Number one, Defying Gravity, the best Tony's performance of all time. Adina Menzel's best performance ever is as Alphaba in Wicked. Um, like, Defying Gravity is going to be the quintessential song because of the spectacle. This is where the spectacle kicks in, and it's for a reason. It's, it still still makes me cry every time I watch the video. Every time. Uh, without fail. Defying Gravity is great. Wicked is a phenomenal song. Or it's not a song. Show. Uh, all the way through, um, I am having a massive blank as to the song where she sings about the scarecrow. Uh, that. Or oh, um, she makes the uh, villain. What is that one again? No good deed. No, goes no good deed goes on. No good deed. Yeah, no that good deed. No good deed. That might be my personal favorite one, but Define Gravity and Four Good are the top two for sure. Four Good for me uh, will always go a little bit below Define Gravity. That was my graduation song. Uh, I we sang it uh, as a choir, uh, and two. Two years before, last year's before, my choir still sang it for the other ones, so it didn't mean as much to me because I sang it for two classes before me, um, and I was a little tired of it. So it'll be two behind Defying Gravity, but I do love For Good. I have that attachment for it. Uh, but Wicked is great all the way through. Um, Wicked doesn't destroy the Wizard of Oz the way it destroys Cody, uh, but I still really, 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 she really literally really looks at Dorothy and says, "What do you do in stealing? A- Who steals a dead girl's shoes? Like it literally just rips her apart. It's fantastic." I, I, I can separate them as being two different interpretations of two okay. different sides. But still, 
But still, uh, I think Wicked is the much better piece of art than The Wizard of Oz. One was uh, literally written almost 100 years after the first one. So. <laughs> anyway, Wicked at the end of the day, I think, is a top three musical easily, for sure. Uh, fantastic choice. Far has it a little low. Uh, and Holson, you're on trial. You don't cool. have it at all. Yep. Why? Uh, so, I have seen this show once. I've seen it once. And I was 11. So I don't remember it very well. And honestly, that's my main thing is I know my brain goes, hey, that was great. But when I was 11, I thought a lot of things were great, including the film adaptation of The Last Airbender. Uh, I was so I I have yet to revisit it since I got older and since I've become like more involved in theater. And so I couldn't justify myself. I, I really enjoy the soundtrack. Uh, on my last day of my senior year of musical theater, uh, for mic check, every senior gets to sing a full song, uh, and me and my best friend duetted for good, the two of us, uh, and uh, both of us were weeping by the end, um, but it was it's just like, I love the songs, I just need to go back and revisit it, because I don't remember it super well. Fair enough. Uh, you're still on track. Uh, all right. Uh, that was Spence's three. Uh, we go to Bar for his three. Uh, I'm genuinely hoping that this is going to get uh, yikes. Still, it's uh, Les Miserables. That is yikes. also my three. Okay. Okay, it's been yikes. All right. <laughs> and I three is and skips them. My three is Les Mis. <laughs> now we already went to Cody's three. We're all the way back around the horn. Spence, what's your two? Oh, no, it's one last one. My number two yikes. is uh, Jeremy Hansen. All right. That's you yeah, there you go. All right. Bar. Uh, bar, what is your two? I'm going to be doing some talking here because no one else is going to have this but me. Uh, my number two is my favorite Stephen Sondheim show of all time. Uh, and it's actually my favorite show of all time. It's just not as well constructed as my number one. My number one of all time, I mean, number two of uh, is Company. Wow. Your song choice? Oh, my song choice was the obvious. Uh, it's the pumpkin spice latte choice. It's being alive. Yep. <laughs> all right. Talk about it. Okay. So. Company. It's a concept musical. Uh, basically, it follows a guy as he reevaluates his life as he interacts with his friends and his relationships. Um, it's super simple. It's a bare bone. It's a bare bones plot, but it actually really helps out with the story a lot. Um, I specifically picked the 2006 Broadway revival with Raul Esparza, um, who gives an utterly a fantastic performance as Bobby. Um, and it's just, well, it's more developed than the original 1970 version. Um, and I just think that the emotional arc that the character of Bobby goes through, because this is a character piece, it is focused solely on his growth. Um, it's so well done. Because as you see him interact with his friends, uh, you see the side of him that's very introverted and he doesn't want to really grow attachments to people. Um, and then you suddenly get to the point at the end of the show where he wants that, he wants that relationship with somebody. He, he needs someone to hold. He needs someone to hold him too close. He needs someone to sit in this chair and ruin his sleep. Um, and being alive is just arguably sometimes greatest song that he's ever written. Um, the, the power and the build and the lyrics, it's just utterly phenomenal. I think the show is amazing. The only reason it's my number two is because there's a there are parts of Act One that are a little wonky, but otherwise 
I think this is great. Okay. This was the uh, one of the other ones that I watched for this. Uh, I watched the entire show uh, at Mr. Andrew James Barr's request because uh, he provided me with the ability to. Uh, so I watched the entire thing. Um, I don't think this is a top 10 musical of all time. I think it is fine. The whole thing works okay. But the performance that you follow all the way through, the guy who plays Bobby, like you said, Raul, is utterly incredible. Uh, and being alive is the linchpin that brings everything together in a way where I was like, okay, now I get it. I still don't necessarily enjoy the whole thing, but I love being alive. I think that song is fantastic. I think his performance in that song is fantastic. I would never put Company at top two musicals of all time. I think that's a little insane. Uh, and I think and I that, that I think the performance in the song being live, if we were doing musical songs, this would definitely be on my top 10 songs. Uh, I'll give you that for sure. Uh, especially the, specifically the Raul performance. Uh, but this is not number two. Little insane. Uh, and I'm a little worried about what comes after this. Uh, if it's not what I think it is, because uh, Les Mis is already gone. And there's a couple so shows that you have not brought up yet. This goes for all of you. Don't fuck me here. Uh, but being alive, great song, great performance. Not a great musical, but I get it. Guys, I think he knows. Holtzman. <laughs> don't, don't do this. Holtzman. That's uh, I'm familiar with this musical a little bit. Uh, I know the song because every person who does theater knows the song because everyone has seen at least five at least five to ten different tenor males audition with the song. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's in Marriage Story, which is probably why most non-theater people know this song. Uh, I think this song is beautiful. It's incredibly well done. Uh, Raul Sparza's performance of it is great. Adam Driver's performance of it in Marriage Story is great. Uh, Chris Colfer does a really beautiful version of it on Glee. Yeah. I don't want to be the guy who keeps bringing up Glee, but he's really good in it. Um, you know, like, this song keeps getting done for a reason, but also, like, there are other songs, tenors, there are songs besides being alive in Joanna. <laughs> and empty chairs and empty tables. And empty chairs. <laughs> Don't put me on... No, you're right. I want to uh, Cody. Uh, I haven't seen this one. Um, I just saw that I could see it on YouTube. So yeah. I may check it out. I think um, that you will uh, respect uh, it more than you like it. That's yeah, probably. I mean... Yeah, I'm the easiest person to read in this entire damn community. <laughs> um, so, so uh, no, I, I I think Ken may be insane because, I, again, I did very cookie-cutter ones. Everybody else has, like, filtered in some, like, obvi not obvious ones. So this would not made my list, even if I would have probably heard it. But I've heard the song, again, and the song's great. But I also, yeah. just, just to put Cherry on top, uh, I before I found the version, because I did have to message you again, which version, because uh, I just listened to the songs before. I listened to the Neil Patrick Harris one, uh, and it's still really good. <laughs> He's still really good. Yeah. Uh, but es uh, Raul is amazing. I keep I almost said Esperanza Spalding, because that fucking name's in my head. Uh, anyway, Spence. Yes, yeah, so I saw this for the first time later last year. Um, Adam Driver's great. Scarlett Johansson playing an actual white lady. Very, very against type. Great for her. Uh, yeah, I've never fucking seen this. <sighs> okay. Uh, Holtzman, you're number two. Uh, we're about to tip my hand here. Uh, we're about to tip my hand. And Don't we're also about to skip. We're, we're about to skip something. Uh, Don't hurt me. My two is Hadestown. Say yikes, Spence. Yikes. <laughs> 
hand has been tipped. No, you've seen <laughs> this fucking list. Don't even try. My two is Hades. What is that? It won the Tony for best musical last year. Yeah. Okay. It's not the other one that sounds similar uh, in name. Okay. <laughs> all right. I love Hellville. Okay. All right. You, that's a knife right in my spine. Uh, Curry Newberry, Newberry, you're number two. Uh, mine is uh, movie or stage, whichever one you want to determine this to be, but this is Hamilton. And it's wait for it. Um, this is, and somebody could say pandering. Some people could say not. No, I think this is, if I didn't grow up with my number one my entire, like, my entire life, <laughs> then this one would, wait. No one else said yikes. That's sad. Uh, that's a sad day. Okay. Um, so I'm clearly not losing your list. I clearly won the episode I showed up on. That's fine. Uh, okay. So uh, what do I say about Hamilton that hasn't already been said? Um, I think this movie is uh, movie. I said movie. This musical is incredible. Um, I've seen it live. The version I saw live was not as great as the version I see on Disney Plus. Um, I think this uh, musical just. I remember I was working at AMC movie theaters. I the first song of Quiet Uptown came on. I skipped it like fourteen times before that. I said I'm just going to listen to Hamilton because I'm out of skips on Pandora or whatever. And I listened to it. I was like, oh man, that's really cool. And then Alexander Hamilton came on. And then the last like the last two years since the, since 2016, I've listened to the album every probably. Once a month, every month. I think it's incredible. Wait For It is the song I chose because Wait For It is literally the definition of what this movie is about. Um, this musical is uh, hangs on this song and this song alone. Uh, basically, one will not throw away their shot. They will continue running for what they deserve. And Burr will wait his time and do what he can. And when he waits for a certain time, he waits too long. And literally throws away his life. Basically, is what how the movie boils down at the end. He he takes a shot where he doesn't need to and ruins it. Um, I think this this musical is incredible. I don't. There's not much more I can say about it. It's fantastic. Well, I'm gonna win your list. There are there are three uh there are three knives pretty deep in my back right now. And, yep. uh, if anyone's looking for uh, for a new uh, trade here, I'm willing to trade Cameron Holtzman off. <laughs> if you need a, someone wants Cameron Holtzman. Uh, Spence was never in, so I'm okay. I'm covered. And first, he vote, first he votes so against it. He votes against it. Then he doesn't put it on his damn list. All right. You know what, Holtzman? I'm done with you, piece of shit. Hamilton. I'm not your teammate anymore, so. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. I, I couldn't trust you with the knives in my back. All right. Uh, look, this Hamilton. Is first time how you doing this? <laughs> Should be everyone's number one. I'm sorry. It should be. It should be. Oh, Cody gets to lose. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's the greatest musical ever made for many reasons. No one saw that. This shouldn't work. This musical should not work. It's rap in musical theater with absolutely no breaks, and yet it all comes together to be a perfect. It's better than Bar's fucking favorite musical ever, 1776. It's a better version of I that. Just Company's my favorite musical ever. I don't give a shit. You bring up 1776 all the time. Get out of here. Look, Hamilton, I can't say much. It's 
my fourth favorite movie ever made. It's the best musical ever made. Uh, it's perfect in every way. I said it earlier. It's Lynn's magnum opus. He will never do anything better than this. Uh, it's, yeah. Wait for it is the correct choice. Um, I think it is, as Kai said, the song that summarizes the show. I personally really love a lot of the other ones too. One Last Time is my personal favorite song just because Christopher Jackson is a god. He can sing like a god. He's got the voice of an angel. I also really love Nonstop. Uh, that might be my per that might be my personal second favorite. The room where it happens, my shot. There's so many songs Washington in the music. Washington on your side. Uh, it's just it's a perfect show. It's a perfect show, and the fact that none of you have it in your top ten is asinine. Asinine. You have no reason to not put this on your list. I mean, we do, but yeah. It's see if you can defend it, Andrew James Barr. I know you're an old man. You haven't watched a musical past the year 2003. Uh, but I have Hamilton. Wicked and Next to Normal, sir. 2003. <laughs> Next to Normal came out like 2011. And then Wicked came out in 2006. Okay, 2004. Fine. 2004, 2000, whatever. You haven't watched the musical this decade. Why no Hamilton? Okay, so here's my thing. Count. Here's my thing. First of all, to say that it's the first show to incorporate hip-hop into uh, their musical. No, it, why it shouldn't You work. said. You said it was the first. Um, uh, sir, I'd like to bring up uh, bringing DeNoise, bringing Defunk to you. So sit down. Um, also, you know, oh, in the heights. Yeah, in the heights. <laughs> um, I never said the first show, but okay. Uh, okay, so here's my thing. I really like Hamilton a lot. However, this is a musical that I am very, very curious to see what public opinion is of this musical in five years' time. Because right now, we are still in ultimate Hamilton hype cycle. Um, and honestly, that can, uh, that can always cloud your vision of something when you see it. Um, so I need time for this to breathe before I can put this on my top ten. I will, I will absolutely put this in my top 20 right now, but this needs time to breathe before I can put it in my top 10. I've had since 2016. It's still breathing pretty good. I'm, I like yeah. it. But the, yeah. but the re, but the release of the movie makes it even better. <laughs> I'm sorry. You get to see it actually live play it out. It's great. Okay. Uh, all right. Holtzman. Why are you a dumbass? I'm not. Yes, you are. So, so here's the thing. I really enjoy Hamilton. And Hamilton is in my top ten favorite musicals of all time. There is a reason it is not on my list. And that reason's name is Caleb Coho. <laughs> we, spent, we spent a full ten weeks watching Your List Sucks to build up to you talking about Hamilton. And we all knew it was coming. We all knew it was going to happen. <laughs> and then that's the only thing that people have been talking about in this community is Hamilton. Is Hamilton a movie? I just want to talk about things that aren't Hamilton. Is that too much to ask? Am I allowed to just <laughs> like things that are not Hamilton? And am I allowed to talk about things that I care about that no one else is talking about? I don't need to tell you that Hamilton is good, Coho. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to. This is my list of my show, and you now have lived up to. Your list fucking sucks. Also, bar check the message. I just okay. sent you an answer yesterday. Adelaide um, Spence. 
So, I know I've been a little hard on you this show. Maybe it's because your takes are. Oh wait, on the show, just this show, no one at the time. <laughs> oh, everywhere too. That's fair. But, but can you ever redeem yourself right now by explaining why Hamilton is not on your list? So, number one, agreeing with Holtman. Objectively, this would be my top ten musical. It'd be my number five. I've done the fucking math. I really, really love the show. It is perfection. This show is dictated by how high we have Hamilton. Objectively, that is that would be your key point because if we know this is your number one. Why would we try and be against each other in that when we know that's our weighing thing? When we can try and give love to other musicals that actually deserve the light, actually deserve the time. Okay, Hamilton than... deserves the love. Just we've no, given it, it the love it deserves <laughs> already. Why would we? Why would we want to throw our list to the wind? It's like, oh, we didn't have Hamilton high enough. That dictates where we are. This is fair. This is balanced for us. This actually gives us a chance. I'm in okay. last place no matter what. It doesn't give a, doesn't matter about me. I don't I know what you mean in. by all of you not having Hamilton weighs your list. No one gave Cody this memo, so y'all just fucked yourselves. Whoa. All right. Bar, so, Bar, are you willing to say yes to the question I asked now? So no, no. We are going to move on. Fine. We're going to move on. Fine. May God have mercy on your souls. Number ones, Adelaide Spence. What is so, the best musical of all time? Is this where you slam the, the 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 clip button? It fucks up, and you end up jamming your head in a sweater. Oh God, no! <laughs> Don't worry. All all I have is a I have a whiteboard right here. Oh uh, yeah, no. So my my number one, uh, no surprise, it's Hades Town. Oh, that's okay. I'm picking Epic One. I will explain why in a second. Oh, sorry, that was my two. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and I picked. You pick and I picked. Wait for me. Okay. When I mentioned earlier that Wicked was one of the defining moments of my life, this is another one. Redshaw, you're correct. To me, Hades Town isn't the best musical of all time. It's one of the greatest pieces of art. Period. I've tried to relive it every fucking second since I watched it the first time. I have never been so deeply in love with anything, pretty much ever, other than my favorite movie of all time. This feels like a revelatory experience. It is literal perfection. I cannot praise highly enough of fucking Reeve Carvey, Reeve Carney, Andre DeShields, uh, Anais Mitchell, everyone who contributed to this. It is literal perfection. The way Coho feels about Hamilton, I feel about Hades Town. I am not trying to buy every piece of merch possible, but I would if I could. I want to live this show for the everyday for the rest of my life. I am deeply in love with this entire production. Hopefully you have it as well. Oh, sorry. I thought you were done. Oh, no, just briefly. I picked Epic One because I didn't say it earlier, but just really for this show. I So, sorry, in the chat. So, it's it's the story of Orpheus and Eurydice from Greek myth, and then sort of inter interweaving with, this, with the story of Hades and Persephone about just this deep, deep love for someone so much that you're willing to change the world. It's fucking beautiful. Um... I picked Epic One because in my mind, I could not pick like a number one song from the show objectively or subjectively. So I tried to go objectively. I thought if you're trying to show someone the show and you and they don't know anything about it, like Naaman Nazari or anyone else in the chat, I would show them Epic One. It comes into different reprises and reforms later. I think it's the show, I think it's the song that, while not the best song in the show, it's the one to show people here's what this show is about. I disagree on that statement. Uh, I think Colton has the song of the show. Tell me about it. Uh, yeah, so Hades Town is my two. I picked Wait For Me. Uh, I got to see this show back in 2016 because uh, my uncultured hellhole of a town also somehow got the North American premiere of this show, uh, which I don't understand. Uh, it premiered in my city, and I got to see it with the original cast. It has undergone a lot of changes uh, between then and Broadway. I prefer the Broadway version from what I've seen and what I've listened to, 
but still uh i think this show is just beautiful i think the music is really interesting like spence was saying it takes the story and it puts it through like a 1930s great depression era inspired lens I think it's really interesting. Uh, I picked Wait For Me. Wait For Me is the song that uh, if you know one song from Town, this is the one that you know. Uh, it's basically Orpheus making the choice to go after Eurydice and to go to Hadestown. Uh, it opens with Hermes doing, like, Andre de Shield is, like, mostly doing pretty much spoken word throughout this show, and he's incredible. He absolutely deserved his Tony win for this. Um, Reeve Carney uh, can do high male notes, so well and the fact that he wasn't nominated for the show is a travesty um no i think the show is beautiful i think it's really really cool i think it's really interesting if you haven't checked it out please do uh it's like post-industrial greek mythology jazz folk rock musical <laughs> so what i'm gonna say is if we're gonna say hamilton needs time to breathe five years removed how the fuck are you going to I relax? didn't say that. Me How and Barr are the two people that said that. How the hell <laughs> are we going to put the last year's Tony Award winner on number two and number one best musical of all time? Because here's Barr the thing. said that and not the two of us. Yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'll, uh, Town is great. I think it's a fantastic show. It deserved to win the Tony. It is really cool. I love the music. My favorite song in the show is Chant. I think that that song is excellent. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, top 10 would be in the bottom three uh, for the top 10 at this point, just because it is eight months old. It is like eight months old at this point, maybe a year. Uh, and well, I get a pass because it's a like five old. years old. For me. Well, for yeah. you, it's five years old. For Spence, it's less than a year. Uh, but anyway, uh, Town is great. It is in my top 10, but it's like my number eight, nine, just because it hasn't earned anything with me yet except that the impact of seeing it was incredible and listening to it constantly it's a great show to say it's the best musical of all time is insane at this point uh and to say it's the second best is insane at this point uh especially with what you two have put this above uh is kind of ridiculous uh there is i'm not even talking hamilton i'm talking a show that we still have yet to talk about uh, and that has earned every ounce of respect it's gotten. Look, it's great. Everyone who hasn't seen Hastown or listen to Hastown, please do because it is fantastic. It deserves it deserves the praise it's getting right now, but not as much praise as it's giving it yet. Uh, anyway, uh, Mr. Cody Newberry, you looked pretty shocked all the way through uh, upon hearing the name Hades Town. Uh, thoughts? You're muted. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy like the Tony Awards and stuff like that, but that's I I try to avoid like stuff like that because in I live close to St. Louis. St. Louis normally gets stuff like a year, maybe two years after stuff they do on the they do the um, let's uh, say that straight shot. They do the old man. They do. They normally do national, you know, like off Broadway runs during the entire thing. So, um. So I had no idea what this is. Uh, I, the only musical I've there's only two musicals I've ever really just listened to the soundtrack without seeing the show, and Hamilton was one, and Dear Evan Hansen is two. Um, so I haven't heard of this one yet. I try to avoid that stuff, but I mean, two people here. Uh, I mean, I I trust most of Cameron Holtzman's opinions on musicals. I don't think they're all trash. So um, 
I'll check it out. I just, I would rather see if it's this great, if it's this like great of a musical, I'd rather see it live than listen funny. to a soundtrack and then wait. So, especially it bootleg. Is, so, it is for the most tell. part. For the most part, it is an opera. So the entire show is on the soundtrack. Um, but okay, so that would work like a Hamilton. So yeah, I can yes, check it, it, out. it would work like a Hamilton. The other thing I will say is I alluded to it earlier as like a small dig. Uh, Hades Town won basically all of its Tonys. One that it shouldn't have won is set design. Uh, because Beetlejuice's set is 10 times better. Uh, because there is no set to Hades Town, and we gave it a, 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 for nothing. That's cool. Uh, anyway, uh, just to make Spence even more mad. Uh, Bar, Hades Town, thoughts? Um, I've heard some of the music, haven't seen it, haven't read it, so I couldn't put it on my list. Fair. All right. So, with that one down and out of the way, Andrew James Bar was the number one. Ah, uh, yeah, get ready to like. You're old. You're a boomer. Uh, I don't. I don't care. This is the greatest written musical I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it's Fiddler on the Roof. I'm going with the pink. Ah, uh, you're old. You're a boomer. Uh, you, are, you, are. Uh, you literally uh, live up to the song you chose. Yeah, I chose tradition. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, continue. Explain. Did you pick the stage or the movie? Stage. Okay, even though I think the I, even though I think the movie is absolutely great, um, Fiddler on the Roof is a show that I actually read the libretto for before seeing the show. Um, and if if anyone's uh, wondering what the word libretto is, it's the dialogue part of a musical. Um, and I remember reading it, going, "This is fantastic! Like this is the best script of a musical I've ever seen in my life." Um, the way that you relate with Tevya as his daughters are going against the tradition that the town holds and him making the conscious effort to try to stand behind them as one by one the dominoes fall is such a moving, deeply personal musical um, I think a lot of the songs are absolutely fantastic. If I were a rich man, it's become a cultural touchstone for a reason. Um, but it's this opening song, it's tradition where you get everything. Uh, you learn about Tevia as a person, you learn about how this town functions, you learn about why everything is held so closely to them. Um, and I think that as you follow this story and as you see the straws piling up on Tevia's back as it breaks. Uh, <laughs> okay. I would make the official say that Caleb Bowman for the first time has one comment of the week. I really sucks. There you go. Um, but yeah, I think that this, I think that this is the best written musical of all time. So that's why I put it as my number one. All right. Uh, this is not the greatest written musical of all time, but it is a good musical. It's a good one. To put in number one, it's a little insane. Uh, to put when in you your top, older, ten, you'll understand. Okay. Fucking Trust nice. Me, okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Look, Fiddler on the Roof is very solid. It's fine. I've seen it done like eighty times. It's, this is another one that I would like to put into the recycling bin of. Can we stop bringing this one back for high school shows? I'm tired of watching this. Uh, not not that it's bad. Just I've seen this done 30 times. I'm cool. I don't need to see this one again. At least not with a high school group. Um, but like Fiddler on the Roof is fine. Yeah, I uh, should not do this show. 
Yeah, it's not a good high school show. Uh, but I will say, I do really, I forget his name. Uh, he was nominated uh, the same year that Alex Brightman and Lynn and Leslie all were for his performance when they brought that back in 2016. Uh, he, he is very good. Um, I've seen, I watched a version of his rendition of the show and it is very good. Um, I think Fiddler's good. Like, uh, Tradition's a really fun song. I really like Tradition. But to say it's the best written musical of all time and the best musical of all time is a little insane. Um, it's good. I don't think it's the best. I think this is one that should, like, I would get it being in anyone's top ten. I would even get it being in your top five to an extent. But number one's a little crazy. Uh, Adelaide Spence, Fiddle on the Roof. Seen it? Like it? Love it? Thoughts? I prefer Gwen, Gwen Stefani's version. Get out. I will kill you. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Mute them and cut I've never camera. seen it. I, will, I did the math ready for Bard to pick 1776, calling him 24 years old. Didn't. Uh, I can contribute nothing other than I haven't seen it. Uh, Cameron Holtzman, Fiddle on the Roof. Uh, I like this show. Uh, I have a physical copy of the script of this show, which I briefly left Cameron to grab. Um... I like. I don't love it. I think it's good. Uh, I don't know if tradition would be the song I would pick. I would probably go with Sunrise Sunset. Another uh, actually, because uh, I think that song is really beautiful. Um, well, this musical has one thing that no other musical will ever have. That's a character named Laser Wolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is true. I seed my time. All right, Cody uh, Newberry, fill in the room. Uh. Bar, you know, some people may think we hate each other, and they would be right. Um, yeah, I hate you, Cody. Listen. <laughs> Fuck off. I don't mind Fiddler on the Roof. I think it's a good musical. I think I like the songs. One, you picked the wrong song. F you. It's If I Were a Rich Man. It will always be If I Was a Rich Man. If you don't... I was li listen, I, the entire time when you were talking, I stopped listening to you, and I just listened to that song, because that is the correct one to choose. Um, now, with that being said, number one is insane. Top ten, I wouldn't argue with you. I think that is fine. But ten, but knowing companies are two, this would have to be your one. I, do you know what this show is? Do you know what the concept of this? This is best, and you all went obscure as shit. So cool. I'll win. It's fine. Just because, on the roof. Velveeta is one of the best selling cheeses, but it doesn't make it good. We don't talk about food Fuck here. You, Brooklyn chef. is not the host. Brooklyn is not listen, the host. Listen. I don't stand for food on the show either. Listen, I don't get it. it. I, I won't I, I won't put up with this. I may be in the guest seat. I will not put up with the shit. You will go backstage in a heartbeat. The other Chef thing I do want to I do want to say I do want to say Caleb Oatman, I see your I saw your last comment. I appreciate it. I don't think I can put that on screen. Come but on. that is actually comment Come of the on. night. That is actually comment of the night. Uh all right. Um yeah, I can't put that on screen, but that is comment of the night. All right. Uh I just read it and my goodness. <laughs> Cameron Holson, what's your number one? Oh man, I wonder <laughs> I wonder what my number one could be. I wonder what my number one it's Dear Evan Hansen. It's Dear Evan Hansen. Oh. I picked you will be found. Hey, that's what I picked. Uh oh, Spencer, this was your two. What did you pick for it? Uh fuck, I put my list away. Uh yeah, I picked uh four forever. Okay. 
Cameron Holton, you had a number one speak. Uh, yeah, I found out about this musical as it was uh, like about to go into production. I saw like the few live TV performances that they had done of certain songs, and I immediately fell in love with it. And I was obsessed with it forever. And there was no cast recording. There was no bootleg. And I just, I just existed. Bowman, uh, <laughs> delete all of this mess. No, no, no. When you time out someone, it takes away their messages for the length that <laughs> they're gone. So unfortunate. But continue. Um. um but no. Uh, and then. I was lucky enough to very quickly uh, get my hands on a bootleg of the show with the entire original Broadway cast. Uh, I watched it on a Friday night at 7 p.m. I then watched it for a second time on Friday night at 10 p.m. I then watched it again on Saturday morning at 10 in the morning. And then again, Saturday afternoon at 2 in the afternoon. I watched it six times in the first week and I got a hold of a bootleg of it and I wept every time. Uh, and then finally, uh, earlier this year uh, in February, uh, I was lucky enough to be able to see it live for the first time. It came to my city. Um, and this show just continues to be perfect and continues to work on every level. Uh, it's just heartbreaking. It's so beautiful. Uh, ben Platt is giving an incredible performance where he can fully sing and still do vibrato while also just fully, fully weeping. His eyes are just streaming tears and he is still singing perfectly and just one of the most beautiful things ever. Um, I've seen the show live one and a half times because the first time I saw it, the audio did not work for part of the show and they had to cut it halfway through. Uh, luckily, I was able to book another time and see it. But no, the show is beautiful. I think the story is great. I think the romance is great. I picked You Will Be Found. Uh, it's the song. I think it is the song of the show. Uh, I could have picked so many different songs. I could have picked Four Forever. could have picked Waving Through a Window. could have picked Words Fail. could have picked Good For You. Like... Every song in this show, I think, just works perfectly. I think it's so beautiful. But this song is the song of the show. It fully does the themes of you may think that you're alone, but you're not. You will find someone, and someone will be able to help you when you're there. Uh, yeah, this, this musical hits hard, and I love it. And I'm still so shocked that Spence has it on their list. Spence, go. I don't know why you're like this 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 show like means a lot to me, especially like as someone who struggles with mental health the way I do, this show is incredible. Just just about this idea of just like someone just coming to terms with suicide, not through themselves, but through someone else. And seeing not only like the impact it can have on a family, but also just like how people tend to like try to capitalize on grief and try to make themselves feel special through it. And you have this very imperfect protagonist who keeps trying to find a way out of the situation but keeps digging yourself a deeper and deeper hole. I think this show is I think this show is really hard to make work and I'm forgetting who created it, but like they made it work. It's it's a remarkable piece of fiction. That I think thank you. It, it's a remarkable piece of fiction. I think just it can I think it's something that can be like studied and relearned and just like taught and just it's something can people that people can get a lot from, and I again this is this show I watched I think a year and a half ago about, and it just re I felt something different. I haven't, I haven't felt something like that from a musical in maybe ever, at least not at least before then I I didn't. Uh, however, I will say the reason it's the reason holds me surprised. I think it has a dog shit act to opener. I think to break in a glove is a genuinely bad so song and poorly constructed and just all of that everything else though i think is brilliant it's not why i'm surprised uh Newberry, you had this at seven you said that you hadn't seen it but you put the soundtrack that's how strong it was 
Talk about. Yeah. So I asked you um, if I could see it, if it's going to ruin the show for me. By the way, anybody wanted to know, I timed out. Omen. I, uh, I still have some power. He, he needed a little bit of a break from himself. Um, uh, I think this. I think the soundtrack is crazy, crazy good. Um, what was on my list was actually next to normal before I listened to the soundtrack, and I would have picked the exact same one that Bar picked um, because I think that one tells us so such an important story um, in that musical. I think Dear Evan Hansen. My wife is. I'm. I think she's in love with Ben Platt. I'm not. I don't know if that's for sure, but like Every she loves breathing the individual on the planet. Yeah. So <laughs> like, so when I was I was listening to it, she goes, "Why are you listening to Dear Evan Hansen?" I was like, "Oh, I'm doing a musical thing." Um, but I think this song is just incredible on it. I just think it. I think it's great. I want to see the show live. I really do. Um, yeah, that's basically all I can say. I haven't seen the show, so I can't go into detail. But the song you could pick a bunch of different songs from Dear Evan Hansen. It would be correct. Okay, so Dear Evan Hansen is my third favorite musical of all time. I think it's fantastic. Um, I listened to the soundtrack for basically six months on repeat and then bought the script, uh, the book, uh, read it, fell in love with the whole show all over again, cried reading the book, and I got the opportunity to see it when it came to the Orpheum in Minneapolis. Uh, and I was like, I'm not going to cry because I know exactly what's going to happen. This isn't going to matter to me. No, lies. Completely devastated. Uh, I That's the... Hamilton, when I saw it, I got up and like left during the intermission because I needed to run to the bathroom and come back and everything. I was like, this is great. Dear Hansen, I didn't leave my seat. <laughs> I sat there next to my sister, and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, I am not okay. I am not okay. Don't look at me. Uh, my face is going to be super red for the rest of the night. Do not look at me. Because uh, Dear Evan Hansen means a lot to me personally. Uh, that's a story that deeply connects to me. Uh, words fail. Uh, if you if you are aware of my own channel, you can find a words fail cover. Uh, that's how much I love that song. Um, that would be my choice. Uh, I've used "Waving Through a Window" for auditions before, uh, but there is no denying "You Will Be Found" is the correct choice. Uh, there's a reason why "You Will Be Found" was used uh, with. Uh, the story of tonight for the Hamill drop, the found tonight mashup, which you haven't listened to that. That thing is amazing. That thing is beautiful. Uh, they used oh, found the story of tonight and we will be found put together. Amazing. Uh, but you'll be found. It's incredible. I listened to it again today just to like refresh the sound. Cause I usually, I haven't listened to Aaron Hansen in a minute. Uh, I listened to that song again. Chills. That song gives you so many chills. Uh, if you have never listened to dear Evan Hansen, I urge you to check it out. Uh, if you can find a bootleg and watch it, that's the best way to consume it possible. Is literally, if you can't, message me and I will get you one. Cameron Holtzman has the hookups for every bootleg okay. ever. Please. This is not a if, lie. If, if you're looking for them, look on YouTube for playlists called Slime Tutorials, not Bootlegs. You'd be surprised. Yeah, they will list every bootleg as Slime Tutorials. I've watched many a musical because Holtzman is a lifesaver. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen is gorgeous. If you have not watched it, Hook, call Holtzman. He'll hook you up with a link. Watch it. Uh, bar. Do you have not on your list? I assume for the same reasons as Hamilton. Speak no. it. Oh. No. Um, mainly because... It's trash. <laughs> um, no. Uh, I have heard the uh, cast recording. I actually have a, uh, a friend and a um, uh, someone I went to college with play uh, Alana. Um, on broad and the get it, you're better than us. <laughs> <laughs> continue, continue. I don't need to because Cameron got me. Uh, no. Um, but once again, it's a show that I haven't seen and I haven't read. So once again, 
couldn't put it on my list because of that. It probably would, if I saw it, I bet this would probably crack my top 15 at the most. At the least, I mean. Fair. Uh, to break in a glove is great. Retro, I do really like that one. Uh, but yes, uh, I have also watched Cameron Redshaw do Dear Evan Hansen karaoke before with a buzz, and it was really fun. Uh, it was really funny. Cameron Redshaw is a Cameron Redshaw actually has an incredible singing voice. Ask him. All right. Uh, that means we are over to Cody Newberry. Number one, take us home. Uh, uh, my number one is Les Mis, um, and I picked uh, Stars. Uh, Stars is my favorite song. Uh, Javert. Oh, go ahead. Everybody oh, do we do we say? Yeah, uh, hold on. So you have it where? I had it at three, and I picked one day more. Okay, bar. Did you have it? Uh, I picked. I had it at three. I picked on my own. Uh, and Spence, you had it at seven. And I picked red and black. And you picked the movie version, correct? I will explain. Okay, Spence picked the movie version. I'm assuming the rest of you picked show. So. <laughs> I, I erased my drawing of a tombstone for Spence. Give me okay. Um. Uh. So. Uh. <laughs> Oh God, that just pisses me off. Um, uh, so Les Mis is Javert. I'll just say this real quick. Javert is my favorite musical character of all time. I don't think there's anybody better than Javert. Um, basically because he doesn't realize what he is doing. He is just following orders and he doesn't get it until the very end that, oh my gosh, this guy, like, what am I, why am I doing this basically? And stars is uh, stars is just basically the song that it kind of changed my uh, one day more is the honestly the correct choice. I'm not going to fight you on one day more. One day more was arguably one of the best songs in Broadway history. There's like there's that song is incredible. But stars when I've heard um, now I'm blanking on his name. Coho, help me. Twenty fifth. Oh, uh, Norm Lewis. Yeah, Norman Lewis singing this song. I, I literally was crying watching it. I, I think it's incredible. I think this entire show is incredible. Um, I've seen this show so many times. I, I will. That movie is the worst thing that has ever. If if, um, if Cameron wants to kill Rob Marshall, literally, Les Mis is one of my least favorite things of all time. I think that movie is an abomination for how great this musical actually is from all the cast. I. This movie works. This musical works so good that it's great as a concert setting or as actual musical. Either way is fine. However, you consume it, I think it's absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, stars is stars is a song that I will. There's you can pick Master of the House. You can pick any. It's this song musical will always stay with me as my number one. I think it's, I think it's just phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Holtzman. Talk about yours. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm a little distracted. I'm drawing something. Okay, then never mind. I'll go to Bark. He has the same spot. We'll come back to you. Bark. Cool. Um, so I picked on my own. Um, I think the way that Javert is for Cody, Eponine is for me. Um, Eponine is actually probably my favorite character just in literary history um, because of the length that she will go to and the lack of reciprocation from Marius is just utterly heartbreaking um and the and like her her like her sacrifice is just utterly heartbreaking um and fuck the movie for what they did um yeah the, that that was 
disrespectful to what the movie She had was. to be pissed off singing in that movie. I'm just going to oh, be honest. I was pissed <laughs> off watching it in the theaters. Um, and to take that away from her. Okay, I'm going to get off of that. Sorry. Um, but this is... The, the story is just really tightly written. Um, the songs are all memorable. Uh, and what they do, like most productions... What they do with like the colors is just perfect visually. It's it's amazing. Um, and before we move on, I actually drew something. I actually drew uh, a graveyard. Uh, one of them is Tom Hooper directed musicals. Uh, they all die whenever he uh, gets behind the camera. And right back here is uh, all the Rob Marshall directed musicals. So uh, you do not want to join this graveyard. Yes. Uh, Holtzman, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so before I say anything, uh, I drew this lovely photo. Uh, it's a gravestone, and it says, "R.I.P. Adelaide Spence jumped off a medical floor, jumped off a metaphorical bridge, was pushed off a literal one by Coho and Cody." Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so now that that's done, um, yeah, I picked one day more. Uh, I love this show. Uh, my go-to version, uh, as with Coho, and I believe that's with Cody, is the 25th anniversary concert, Norm Lewis and Alfie Bo. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'll watch it with anybody at any time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think, like, One Day More, to me, is the song of the show. I was lucky enough that in my senior year of high school, I actually got to co-direct this show uh, as oh. our senior show. Uh, unfortunately, because I was co-directing, I did not get to play Javert, uh, because they would not let me direct and play that part. I had to choose, sure. and I chose directing. Um, uh, I think One Day More is just brilliant. I think it's the perfect culmination of everything in the show. It's every character coming together, doing their melody, doing their song, and the way that they are able to take all these songs that when you listen to them on their own, they're so different and individual, and you can just bring them all together and have them all going at once, and it sounds still so beautiful and not like just a chaotic mess, I think is absolutely brilliant uh just the belting the final harmony where they're all like tomorrow we'll discover what i got is beautiful and they're just going for it um i think this song is brilliant uh seeing it visually on stage uh the moment the giant red flag comes out and they just start waving it is beautiful i was lucky enough that uh for like a public performance uh I say lucky enough. Unfortunately, R and Yol Ross could not make it to a, a, a performance at one point, so I got to fill in for that part. So I got to come in with the flag and stuff, and it was—it's just one of the greatest theater experiences that I've been in. One of the greatest theater experiences I've seen. It's incredible. Spence, you have this at seven. Yep. Uh, so before I read you something, I think is very uh, important. I also have a drawing uh, for one Cameron Holtzman. Uh, it's very particular. It just says, uh, no, you. <laughs> I'll give you props but, for that one. That was good. That was good. <laughs> I'm going to read you a review of Les Miserables. Three and a half stars. My first time seeing this musical in any form, and I get the hype now. It's a powerful story with brisk pace and, of course, great music. That was written by one Cameron Redshaw. I'm not alone, you fucking assholes. Here is my issue. Not that I don't love the stage show, I have not seen the stage show. When I have the movie on my list, it is this low because I have not experienced what it should be. What I have seen is incredible. I 
love what has been created. I think the acting is great. I think the songs are great. I think the story is great. I have not seen the version that I should see. That's the, like, I, again, if I saw this, I was going to make the time for it and I just didn't have a match. If I had the time for this, I would have probably gotten it higher. I cannot defend myself for picking the movie other than the movie is going to give me a gateway into what I'm sure is a wonderful, amazing show. I needed someone to call me an ambulance. There are four knives sticking out of my back right now. Fuck you, Doc. <laughs> you betrayed me, you son of a bitch. Oh, Defend since, yourself. Uh, since I made another drawing. I'm fed up you. with this world. I'm fed up. All right, here's the thing. <laughs> now it's my turn. Uh, Les Miserables is my second favorite musical of all time, and I have never actually gotten to see it live. That's how strong this show is. Uh, I have seen the concerts. I have seen the staged concert. I have seen the movie. The movie's an abomination. Fuck everyone who thinks that movie's great. It is awful. Uh, awful. Uh, the only good thing in that show, or in that movie, is Samantha Parks, because she's actually from the show, and she is a Thank fantastic you. And Hathaway's I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to say it right now. Anne Hathaway is fine and did not deserve an Oscar for singing I Dreamed a Dream. Because I have seen kids in high school sing it better than her. And that's a problem. Wow. Uh, So, just saying. Just saying. She's good. She's not Oscar winning material. Uh, you know who should have won an Oscar? Out, they also cut things out, which really pissed me off. Exactly. The person in that movie who deserved an Oscar is Samantha Barks for and putting up with all that her, bullshit. What they do to her character in this movie? Disrespectful. Disrespectful. Okay, she deserves also, an Oscar for having to fall in love with Eddie Redmayne. That is hey, acting. Hold up. Hold up. Time hey. out for sports. Eddie Redmayne can't sing? Can we put that on blast? That man sounds like he swallowed Kermit the Frog. Neither can That's Nick. my Nick. joke, you thief. Uh, Nick, I did, Jonas, I stole from Nick Jonas can't sing. Bad He's a bad actor, but at least he can sing. I'll take that. At least he can sing. Uh, <laughs> Eddie Redmayne's acting with Nick Jonas's voice is what we need. That's what we need. Uh, however, 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 Hugh Jackman is the only part of the movie that I think is absolutely incredible. I think he's a great Jean Valjean. He should play Jean Valjean in a, in a stage version. The movie doesn't do him justice. I think he's great. Uh, I think the movie has Russell Crowe, who is the singular worst performance in a musical of all time, and it's not close. Uh, however, uh, talking back to the stage show, Stars, beautiful. Love that song. Uh, in fact, fun, weird piece of trivia tidbit, whenever I had or have to get up early to go in for the morning show uh, at like 6 a.m., I will play Stars, because that's a nice wake-you-up song. Uh, uh, One Day More, I think, is the singular best song in the history of Broadway. Um, I have never wept harder than the first time I watched in the 25th anniversary concert edition, the final version with everyone, the original cast and the current cast and the ensemble all put together singing one day more in a giant chorus is maybe the greatest thing I've ever seen. Um, one day more is fantastic. It's, and the thing is about that song, all the individual songs that come together to make that work perfectly on their own. But when you put them together, it sounds like that was the way it was supposed to be. It's insane how all these individual songs, which sound correct on their own, almost sound like somehow like they were supposed to be in this song first. And One Day More is a giant mosaic of perfection. Um, I love On My Own. I love the character of Eponine to death. I think she's one of my favorite parts of this. Valjean will always be my favorite character uh, from this. That's a pretty basic take, but uh, who am I with Alfie Bow? My heart. Uh, the man is amazing. And Bring Him Home. Jean Valjean has so many great moments of songs. 
Uh, I, I, I know it's a basic tenor audition song. Empty chairs, and empty tables is still a great song. Um, Stop using it at auditions, bro. I, I agree though. Stop using it at auditions. I'm tired of hearing it. Uh, Les Miserables is a perfect musical through and through. It will be my number two for the rest of the time behind Hamilton, uh, just because Hamilton is is just close to my heart. Uh, but I think Les Miserables is phenomenal. Uh, has earned its piece in time. Has earned its place in time. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Redshaw. Redshaw. I find ways to not be Redshaw. fucked by Coho. Redshaw. Redshaw. I had to do Redshaw. something. We're going to talk later. It'll be okay. I'll get you I'll get you a copy of the 25th anniversary edition and culture you. Uh, however, Les Miserables, fantastic. I cannot fault it being anyone's number one, especially yours, because I know how much you love Les Mis. It's always going to be my two. All right. Very long show. I apologize for you know the, everyone else and me. Uh, Cody did a great job uh, of keeping it short, so we're going to go through and we're going to run things up. So, coming in number one, by a wide margin, is Cody Newberry. Uh, Shocker. Wow. Wide, wide margin. He was the only one to have oh, Hamilton. Uh, his, top, oh. his top his top, five are all fantastic shows that no one else had except for Les Mis and Wicked. Uh, Hairspray, I get it. Dear Evan Hansen, Little Low, but also you haven't seen it. Rent, good choice. Fan of the Opera, I get it. And West Side Story, haven't seen. Uh, but your top five is a bulletproof top five. Um, number two tonight, Cameron Holtzman. Yeah, Kevin Holtzman yep. slides into second place for one reason and one reason alone. Not his pick. His picks aren't bad. They're just in the wrong spots. Uh, I think Hades Town at two is a little high. There's no Hamilton. Les Mis at three is perfect, but not below Hades Town. Beetlejuice a little high, but I love it. Waitress haven't seen little or besides the one clip. Not great five. Heather's great wrong song. Be more chill. Little too low. Nevermore. I didn't like it in the heights. Too low. But on the whole. Great choice of songs. Coming in at third place on the strength of being alive is Andrew Barr. Uh, look, Camelot, I don't love. Music Man, not great. Next Normal, liked it a lot. Assassins is great. Wicked is great. Ragtime is fine. Sweeney Todd is great. Your version is Limbs is great. Company and that Fiddler on the Roof is where you lose me. Uh, but, you know. On the whole, your list is just old. It's not bad. I can't fault you for it, for being a geriatric. You get a C+. Plus. I forgot to give up grades. Cody has an A+. Plus. I knew it. Uh, I called it. Co Cody has an A+, plus and Cameron Holtzman has an A. Uh, but coming in with the first ever Z- minus is Adelaide Spence. <laughs> Z- minus. Z- minus. Rocky Horror, no way. Six, way too soon. Little Shop of Horrors, too low and wrong song. Lame is, you picked the movie version. And you picked maybe the wrong song. Uh, Chicago, Too High, Fine, Sing Street, Abomination, Sweeney Todd, Movie Version, Abomination, Wicked, Darren Hanson, Town, Great musicals in the wrong spots. Town at one, way too high. And Epic One is the absolute wrong song. There's not one thing. There's not one thing. You didn't even have the right Darren Hanson song. Like, all the way through, through and through, this list is just kind of wrong. You just found a way to make every single pick the incorrect one except for Wicked's Defying Gravity. So, that's the first list where everything about it was wrong. Congratulations. You have the worst list. Your list sucks with a Z-. Alright, uh, so, next week, Top 40 Comic Movie Scenes, he's back. I'm producing and we have, uh, we have a great panel. Uh, Nick Tuig, Nick Carley, Robert Parker, and Thomas Scully for the next five weeks. Uh, talking comic movie scenes. It's going to be a fun time. Now, your combined list. I wanted to get that announcement out of the way before people leave. Recap special. Oh, yeah. Recap special. Uh, your combined list for musicals. Number one is Les Miserables. I picked one day more. 
Two, yeah. Jeffrey Hansen, you'll be found. Three, Wicked to find gravity. Four, Hades Town, I picked Wait for Me. Five, Sweeney Todd, I did pick a little priest. I think that song is better, uh, but I will not pick the movie version. Ouch. Six, six, Fiddler on the Roof, Tradition. Seven, Hamilton, wait for it. I fucking hate you all. Eight, Company <laughs> being eight company being alive. I will take it. Nine, The Book of Mormon with I Believe. I'm glad it's here. And ten, Beetlejuice, say my name. Solid number ten. Uh, this list, it would be great if Town was lower. Sweeney Todd uh, is fine where it is. Uh, company and Fiddler Hollers should be here. Uh, but on the whole. How dare you? Uh, no, how dare you? Go how back to Dan Skip Allen is waiting for his roommate to get back to the geriatrics home. Okay, but, right. have you oh. ever, but have you ever felt like Eliza Doolittle, Caleb? <laughs> I have. We can all relate to Eliza Doolittle. All right. So thank you guys so much for watching. This show, this show has gone on so long. We're going to wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for watching. Have a great night, and we'll see you guys next week. My God, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> you a lawyer up, asshole, because I'm not coming back for 30%. I'm coming back for everything. Get what you fucking deserve! Turn to your lady friend. Duncan, please return to your lady friend. No. That king. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> <laughs>